This is Season 9, Episode 13 of the Young Hearts Run Free Podcast. It is the 24th of November, 2023. We're at the tail end of the year. This time next week, Stevie boy, it'll be December. It's mentally. Eh? I know. We're almost beyond being aware of jobbies under leaf seasons. It's almost oh, behind us. Man. Well, you say that, but there's been a big blow in Perth the last few days and it's created piles of leaves. Oh. Can they ones that you want to just run through for you've got a bear? Could be careful, but you're right, aye. In a couple of days or a couple of weeks' time, that'll all be gone. However, we should not lose sight of the last week of November means not you've, only, <laughs> you've only got a few days left if you want to fling your hat in the West Highland Way applications for 2024. So, just what was the, the latest number of entries? I'm sure I've seen them 400 plus. Yeah, 400 so plus is, is going to be a ballot. Yeah, yeah, oversubscribed, which is yeah, makes it even more exciting. It's going to be a ballot, and that is exciting. From memory, the emails drop in the first week in December, so that's when you find it. You know, if you're going to be yeah, those in the know will know exactly what that means. Yeah, and it also like the result of that ballot is when you decide how excessive a festive you're going to have. <laughs> it does because it starts now. We speak, we speak to this week's guest about when does your preparation for the West Island Way race begin? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe for some folk they're fully focused and they've just got everything crossed, hoping that they're going to be in and they've already started preparing. I think mentally you do, don't you? Hi. Yeah. yeah. I think I would if I was ever in that situation. Mm, Imagine that. Um, (laughs) But what we'll say is, I think, is it 360 they normally go for, is it, someone? Like 326, something like that. The magic number is in a bit there, isn't it? And then you sometimes get a tap on the shoulder if you've not been successful first time around to say, so-and-so many folk have taken up their place. So uh, that's right, because all that's happening now with the ballot is folk are getting an offer of a place. Not everybody will take that, so do not be too disheartened. I didn't go and get absolutely pelted into a four weeks worth of scranning and bevying, and then Aye. you get an email on the fourth of January saying you're in. And you're like, <laughs> you've, put, you've put on three days. <laughs> <laughs> you went, stuff this running. This is crap. I'll start again in springtime. <laughs> Our guest this week talks about that exact thing as well, doesn't he? So, sure does. um, so if you're if you're hesitant about putting an application in, ring it in, see what happens. Um, and you, yeah. you could be towing that start line in June next year. What? Well done on the winner of our Pride T-shirt. We were inundated with entries for that one. It was like. Yeah, over a hundred. A tombola. He did. But our field just kept getting wee slithery, 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 slithery. And we've done that draw. And uh, the winner, well, it'll be out there by the time this this goes out. The winner was Mr. Paul Freep. Your Coddy's finest. Yeah. One of the 
uh, a wizard faker, Cody. So we'll get in touch with Paul. We'll get his details. And that one, one-off T-shirt, only one on the planet, will be winging its way to Paul. Prizes, money can't buy. So there we go. More, more prizes to come. And it's very close to the unaward season. So if you have any category nominations that you'd like us to run with this year, please let us know. Get in touch. Please do. I've got to give a wee heads up. We have a very good friend of the show, Dr. Stevie. Oh, yeah. um, On Instagram, Dr. Stevie, he is a doctor. Officially. Amanda Woodrow's a doctor, I know. So we've got a few doctor friends, but Dr. Stevie has a request for us and all of our listeners, Stevie boy. Yeah. He, he's he got a survey on the go and we will post a link on our socials. It's all about ultra running. Um, so there's a bit of research getting done between Dr. Stevie and Dr. Kerry, his colleague. And they work, the researchers at the University of the Highlands and Islands. And they're asking us if we will promote access to that survey it says it takes 20 to 25 minutes to complete it. I did it in 12, right? Um, PB. Th- that is my survey PB, I think. Um, but we'll post a link. Please go in and share it with your pals. If you're if you're a member of a running group, please share it on that running group socials and let's get as much responses as we can to uh, to aid the research because we're all about developing the future, aren't we? So. Yeah, and would be really appreciative of it if you could just take that 10, 15 minutes, fill that in for a good pile of hours. Um, and I'm sure we'll get the, be able to point in the direction of the outputs at the other end, I'm sure. Aye, definitely. Um, maybe we'll, Any, maybe we'll, ask things like, how much do you scan? I've not I done it yet. I don't recall that question. Right. What's your pork pie tolerance? Sweet spot. Are you asking me? Well, maybe we need a Young Hearts on Free Listener survey. <laughs> maybe we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> let us know what, let, again, let us know which topics you would like included in that. Maybe we can invite Dr. Stevie on to speak about the findings once it's done. That's yeah. a definite. You're listening, Dr. Stevie. There you go. He'll be cringing behind his couch. I, and know. Going, I never asked for that, guys. Come on. <laughs> the last thing I want. I didn't want to be on a shitey podcast. <laughs> once, <laughs> once you open the door, we're right in it, man. Um, we should also give um, a shout out to the Wild Heart Runners, who we said last week that they are going to do their first group run on Sunday. Is it on Saturday, the 16th of December? Um, other information to be confirmed. It has now been confirmed. So if you want to find out more about it, go to Wild Heart Runners on Instagram. And the information is all there. It's a nine o'clock start doing Loch Lomond way. That's all I'm going to say. The new go and find out more um, at Wild Heart Runners on Instagram. We should also flick back to last week, Stevie Boy, and speak about the response we had to Ali Bailey's episode. That was last week's episode with Ali. It was all, I mean, all good. All recordings that we do are are unique, obviously, and and fun for a different reason. But I was in 
I was in Kinks myself last week at Alley in our antics and it's landed really well and not just for the laughs but for the thought-provoking parts and the um, the honesty I think is that fair to say John? Mm, yeah most most definitely Ali Bailey wears her heart on her sleeve literally um, and that, that that's my kind of person say it like it is um, Ali did that and yeah you're right there's been a lot of thought-provoking responses have come back to us a lot of big love for Ali um, and we we share that too thank you very much to Ali she's actually been interacting with us behind the scenes a wee bit too she's if she's listening she's a belter and that's a compliment Ali if you're listening in um, I think she really enjoyed the the type of crack that we have as well I think she lapped it up and then she could be herself you know rather than be um, and I think if you have because I know what I'm like, John, I, I'll dip in and dip out of podcasts depending on how I ebb and flow. And sometimes yeah. I'm a weekly listener and others, do you know, I'll know listen for a few months. And if that's you, then that's cool. Do you know, some folk, do you know, it's no just sometimes I just need music like that. Nah, I didn't yeah. want two boys with pair talking in my ears. And then other times I'll get back in the mood. But there's been some cracking recent episodes they're all cracking like I say I wouldn't like to say one over the other but this season has been well we said it was going to be different and it has been and yeah mm. so get go back and dip into this season nine it's been a lot of fun the fun continues the day doesn't it oh it doesn't have <laughs> for we a have while a, we have a feature length feature and, then, and then another wee bit of an episode coming up let's speak about this week's guest it was a request actually wasn't it Stephen yeah we had a, um, this is the second appearance in the podcast for Ali who joined us along with his big pal Graham Connolly who gets a fair few mentions and a fair few ribs to talk about the Barclay Fall Classic recently and yeah a few you got in touch with us to say that they were quite intrigued and wouldn't mind knowing Ali's backstory well You've got it. In spades. In bucket loads. Literally in spades. So the Barclay Fall Classic episode is season nine, episode four, when we had uh, Ali and Graham on to speak about that. Um, But this is just about Ali's running history. Now, normally what we do is we send a standard set of questions. We'll we'll tweak them depending who's, who's going to be coming on. Yeah. We only asked Ali McCall one question, didn't he, Stephen? That's it, one question, and off he went. What a <laughs> well-primed athlete. That he is, that he is. But we cover, in answering that one question, we cover a whole heap of different topics. Ali's a very good speaker. He's articulate. He has a good laugh. We've often said that the sort of... The way that we'd like to come across is by if you were sitting in a boozer or a cafe at the table next to us and you were listening in, this is the sort of chat you would hear. And I think Ali McCall delivers that big thing. It's a big welcome back to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. Ali, how are you doing? I'm doing no three bad. Uh, 
Aye, doing all right, man. Didn't expect to see your two lovely faces again so soon, but uh, I just couldn't get enough of it after the last time. The the demand was high for well, the. There was a lot of, a lot of messages, wasn't there, John? A lot of messages, at least one. There was. Do you know, I've I've worked hard at keeping a low profile, you know, and uh-huh. used to uh, fucked it. Secret well, suit. <laughs> the weekend, the weekend, the episode that out with your selling Graham. Um, it wasn't even dry, and we were getting requests. We like to come here about that Ali McCall dude. So we put the, we, so, we put the up, I, uh, so we put the bat signal out. I think it was Graham Connolly that sent the message in. Anyway, here we are. All these fake accounts popping up, so, me requesting myself. So seeing as we couldn't shut Graham up last time, <laughs> <laughs> we just we'll just go to the main star of the show. Well, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you get the organ grinder. Sometimes you get the monkey. Right? I'll let you work out the ones. But we we can't be Lionel Messi. We need the Gary Caldwells of the world. And, and, and Graham, Graham just wasn't Graham just wasn't Lionel that day. That's all. Every other day he's Lionel. Not I mean just not that day. But that night he was heat. So, um, Asti, can you give us a Graham update, Ali? How was he? Uh, ah, he's good. I was actually. I was out with him on Sunday there, um, so he was out doing a, doing a wee comedy gig, a gong show, which I, I feel requires explanation, but um, essentially if you have piss, you, you get told to get half, right? Um, so, and he, he managed to deliver his full set, which means he's, he's back to his usual mouthy self. That's good to hear. What? That's great to hear. That is Graham, good to... the ungongable Conley. I like that. Aye. Good to hear, but... though. Thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That, that was the what we were calling him <laughs> before we pressed record. <laughs> anyway, I like that. It's just hang there for you, Graham. Okay, Ali, thank you very much for giving up your precious time. I know you're a, a plate spinner extraordinaire. Yeah. So, we are going to hit you with the opening question, which is the tradition one, the traditional one on Young Hearts Run Free. Where did it all start? How does Ali McCall run? What's the Jack and Ori? Well, you know, when I'm, anytime I've told this story, right, um, and I've heard it being told on this podcast many times because I'm a frequent listener. Uh, you two guys joined me on my long run and more times than I care to mention, right? Um, and uh, and it's always mentioned about how it's always some guy in work, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as was already mentioned there in that small introduction, Graham Conley was, in fact, that guy in work. Um, now, it wasn't a, come on, let's go running, um, because before before I ran, I'd done other things like I always kept myself reasonably, uh, reasonably fit, um, and uh, at the time Graham spoke to me about running, he'd started this thing called ultra running, which I'd never heard of in my puff, uh, and there was a requirement uh, in my job at the time to run once a year as part of a fitness test, right? Um, and that was it. That was the only running I ever did. 
once a year, whether I liked it or not, right? And I'd do a mile and a half. And I think it would take me about 10 minutes, I think, to do a mile and a half, right? Uh, or just, just under 10 minutes. And that was like, you know, acceptable, right? For my, to uh, set the fitness standard or whatever, right? So, <clears throat> uh, the, the fitness I was undertaking at the time looked like uh, tight clothing and two wheels, right? I was doing a lot of cycling at the time and uh, I'm kind of like, I get into stuff, right? I'm obsessive by nature, I think, with some things. I just, once I start doing something, I just keep going and see how far I can take it. And so I was at a stage where I was just picking up charity kind of things and stuff like that with my work and I was doing a like, multi-day 500-mile cycles to raise money, and then I was going out and doing like 120-mile days just as a training ride. Uh, I did like a 200-odd-mile cycle in one go for uh, U down to Faslane Naval Base. Anyway, it, and I was kind of like a wee bit, uh, you know, kind of looking for something else, I guess, you know what I mean? And, and what I had was Graham and I were were working together at a time and he was training obsessively for his running thing. And he pointed out that uh, guys in Lycra and Spandex were wee fannies. Right? <laughs> and and had maybe held up, you know, ultra running is something a bit harder than what I was doing. So um I'm quite easily coerced into doing things if you tell me I can't do it or if somebody says that's too hard for you, right? So that was kind of the vibe I was getting, whether that was what Graham was saying or whether that's just what I heard or two different things, but that kind of started me off on going, right, well, tell you what, here's what <laughs> I'm going to do. And it, and the thing is, I was respectful of like, what it was, right, um, as far as like, uh, doing like, an ultra distance um, can I run because because the understanding here is as well that before I even did anything beyond like my mile and a half annual fitness test I had decided I'm going to do an ultra marathon if that's what you're doing as ultras then I bet you I can do that too so uh, so I was like I will too but within three years three years I think is like respectable right okay to be like from no running to like doing an ultra I was like, that's what I'm going to do within three years. Now, this was 2016, right? So I actually hadn't done anything running-wise. And uh, so I was like, right, I'm going to go and do a 10K. And I went and did uh, the Paisley 10K. That was my first ever race, uh, putting a bib on. And I tell you what, that changes things, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like that was the, for the first time ever. Like, I mean, I'd never done anything like a mass event alongside other people, everyone all doing the same thing. And I knew then I was like, oh, this is a this is my vibe here, by the way. And honestly, my bike has been hung up in the wall in my garage since then. I've not mm-hmm. touched it. Right not touched then. it. No touched it. Aye. It's there in case I got injured, but even at that, you know. Uh, so yeah, that same year I went 
from the Paisley 10K, I went straight into the Glasgow Half Marathon later that same year. Uh, I think in pretty short term, I think it was like maybe a month afterwards, it was the Glasgow Half. So I ran that. Um, uh, I, it, God, man, I look like an absolute... See, looking back now, see, like, I look like John does now, you know. What's all the brightest, cheapest gear you can get, right? Do you know what I mean? Because nobody will wear it. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I just like, uh, I had these luminous yellow Nike trainers. I remember them, man. They weighed an absolute ton, but I thought I was like, aye, man, I'm a running guy now. Um, everything had to be like bright yellow or something like that, you know? Um, so I went from that to that. And then, uh, then I think I went away with work. So I was working away. And I took with me a... Uh, on my work trip, a book called the uh, Born to Run, mm. which you may have heard of. I think it's Christopher McDougall, I think the guy's name is, that's the author. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I was away for a bit. I read that and was just totally uh, hooked. I was like, man, who are these wee like, dudes running about the Copper Canyons and like, slips of leather, wee harachis and that, and like, you know, laces and running 100 miles and all that kind of stuff. I was like, this is, like, brilliant. Um, and then managed to get my hold on, he was trained by a guy for that book uh, called Eric Orton, right? So here's me, again, obsessive by nature, right? Okay, so a guy called Eric Orton was his coach to train him for his ultra um, when he was running with the Mexicans. Uh, so I found I found his book as well called The Cool Impossible, which is contains within it effectively a guideline and training program for uh, building the foundations uh, for a runner like from the ground up, right? So with all things, I'm like right. How do I do it? What's the best way to do it? What's the most efficient way to do it? And I want to do things right from the beginning. Okay. Avoid injury. You know, get all the information with me. And before I even go out there and lay some of my trainers, I want to know, you know, I don't want to un unlearn things, right? You know what I mean? Because like, people mm -hmm. can go, you hear it all the time, like folk are like, I have ran for like X amount of years and then I got coached and then I learned how to do it. And it turns out I was doing it all wrong. I wanted to just, you know, at that time I'm like 36, turning 37 year old. I've not got time. I've not got time to fuck about here. I need to just get this right, you know. Um, so when I was away, um, we work. I managed to fashion like wooden wedges, wobble boards. I was doing foot strength exercises. I was doing heart rate training on a treadmill. Um, working out the perfect cadence to run at and all this sort of stuff. And this is before I've even went beyond the half marathon distance, right? So I came back for that work trip, went into 2017, and I ran the inaugural Stirling Marathon. Wow. Right? So, which... Oh, I've seen you there. Hey! Uh, do you know, I only found out recently that James Stewart came third, didn't I? Or was it third or fifth? Anyway, but I, but maybe third. We'll say third, right? We'll team. Give him third. We'll give him third, right? Um, so I, uh, which, if you were there, Stephen, which yep. I believe you were, 
Mm-hmm. It was that was the the loops. Mm-hmm. It's all talks about. Yeah. I still I know it's PTSD, mate, isn't it? What's that, that about? That was Bowfin. Awful man. Gives me the bulk just thinking about it. So those underpasses. Oh, aye. So underpasses and loops and cobble streets. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. Aye. So well done, uh, That's how the Stirling Marathon is named here. And it was. I've just checked. James was fifth. Just it was be, fifth, was he? Was he fifth? Right? Ah, we couldn't put this episode with Duff information. He was fifth. Thank you, John. John's like the guy in the chair. See, if you were a superhero, right, and you were in fighting with you guys, John would be the dude in the chair, wouldn't he? Like, <laughs> looking at all the monitors and that and telling you what's happening. Uh, you'd, I, you'd be like, like, is it I, Albert? Is that the... I, I would get VAR. Albert, I would get, else, I would right? get, I would, that's a different podcast. I, like. I would get VAR right, mate. I'd be on it. Uh, I like, I'd tell you, John's like the boy off of Gladiators. Again. Gladiators ready. All right, <laughs> like, all right. I was going to go with Oliver. I was thinking Oliver Reed there, but uh, that's Gladiator. Aye, so still a marathon. Right, aye. He's one. All right. Um, so, so still a marathon. Do you know, I wrote this down somewhere because I was like... All right. Do you finish uh, it? Aye. Good. Um, Six. What did I do? And Stirling Marathon 2017. Uh, three hours, 40 minutes. I was. Fantastic. Um, so, and I remember absolutely dying around about mile 18. I get cramp and I was stood there trying to stretch off my calf and people were shouting at me, come on! And I was thinking, fuck off. Um <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, who are you, man? Stood there. I mean, I'm Alex. So anyway, um, I the loops, man. The loops killed me. Uh, but yeah, I did that. Uh, then, then later that year, I because I was like, right, this road running larks nonsense, and that to date is the one and only road marathon I have ever done. Um, back the books. Aye, aye. It was effectively this was just part of my journey towards what I was wanting to do in the first place, which is ultra distance, right? But I was like, right, I kind of need to go off road a wee bit here, and I did a wee thing called the Great Wilderness Challenge. Um, which, by the way, if you haven't heard it, get a look into it. Uh, part of the stipulation, I think, for like, taking part in it is you need to raise money for, um. I think it's like the Highland uh, Mountain Rescue guys or something like that. I don't know. You need to look at it. But honestly, right, um, have a look. It's up in a place called uh, Pool U, uh, way up in north of Scotland, up in Wester Ross in that area. Uh, I got a wee caravan for uh, myself and the family in a place called Alt Bay, um, which is spelled A-L-T-B-E-A-U or something like that. It's just... It's, aye. It's not all, all boo. Right, anyway, uh, in a stunning, absolutely stunning part of the world. Um, I would love to get back. Uh, and that was all like, you know, your kind of hill runner types, you know, when you see like old guys in tiny shorts and vests um, with bum bags on. That was all that squad. Um, mm. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, that was my first taste of like a proper like trail kind of event, you know. Um, 
and there was a guy that I worked with who the way, the reason I heard about it, it was a guy that I worked with. He's from there originally, you know. So uh, and a few of us for work, we all kind of went up there to kind of raise money and things like that for um, for like the local uh, mountain rescue stuff. So uh, that was where I did that, and because I've checked this right, because I was like. I have no idea of my running timeline, by the way. I've never thought about it until you asked me the question. It's, I've never reflected on it. I've just kind of like went one thing to the next. But anyway, uh, so that was just over 22 miles, about 3,000 feet elevation, or just over 3,000 feet. Um, uh, I was at about four hours. I think 13th place I came in that. Uh, okay, you know. But, that that's, but that's an introduction. To, but, to trail running, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. That, so that was the first thing I was like, oh, I like this. I remember falling and splitting my knee open. That wasn't any fun. Um, and then, you know, and your body all tenses up and my calf's trying to meet the back of my knee. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, aye, you're not meant to be there, pal. And just kind of had to <laughs> lie there, stretching off, and then, like, you know, getting up, like my wounds and move on. But uh, it's a beautiful part of the world. It's like, I've never felt more kind of, um, I know you're kind of isolated for everything, and like it's just the views are just uh, stunning. Like you just you need to go up, man. You should try it as well. Um, so uh, did a couple of local kind of stuff. They done like a a ten k's in Dumbarton, and there's a there's a race in Helensburgh, which I did for the first time that year called the uh, From Helen Back. It's a trail race. Um, which I have, since I started running, I've done that every year or marshaled at it. Um, it's a great wee event. It's on a little hill called uh, Ben Bowie. It's about eight miles or something like that. It's, like, uh, it's got everything you would ever want from a trail run, you know. Um, then in October of that year was the first uh, ultra marathon that I did. So... I'd been spending time over that summer uh, piggybacking all Graham Conley's kind of training runs as and when I could, right? Because he, at the time, was getting coached of Paul Giblin, right? Um, I don't know who any of these guys are, right? I just let know he's got some guy that knows about running that's telling him what to do. So I was just, every now and again, I'd be like, what are you doing today? And... I just follow him or try to, you know, because he was, you know, he's just leaving me in the dust, right? Um, and uh, oh, and in fact, then in between that, we train and stuff as well. He took me up the Arica Alps for the first time, uh, and I took some uh, choice photographs of his feet in the foreground and me in the background, clambering up a hill, looking like like a hiker chasing a runner. I'm dressed in a fleece and long trousers and he had these shorts and vest on. I'm like, ah, aye. One of us knew what was happening today and it wasn't me, right? Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so so I kind of get set myself up for Jebra, but uh, I think I did a training run. I did a 30-mile run along the log side with a mate of mine for work uh, and then did Jebra as my introduction into like, the ultra community. And what an introduction that is, by the way. Mm. Um, I think that's Noni, yeah. uh, who, who runs that, um, and I can't mind who else is part of it, uh, but 
to like unicorns and rainbows should be present at all ultras. Uh, not not so not too enamoured by whoever it was that was dressed in the bat costume that jumped out on me just before the play park. But um, but I, I guess this who that was. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, what do I remember about that? I remember, I just remember thinking, uh, this is long. Um, is that 38, 38, 38 miles? 38, yeah, 38 miles. So that's 2017 Jedra Three Peaks was my first ever ultra. And uh, so gave myself a wee pat on the back for like basically getting through that because I was bloody dying by the end of it. I was like, this is hard going this lap. That's a big um, jump for the Paisley 10k a year before, man. Ah, well, I, I, I know, but, you know, even so it's but. But what I managed to do was in 2016 said to my wee pal Graham in three years time I'm going to do my first ultra to halfway through 2017 or October 2017 completed my first ultra so I was like Mm. fuck you (laughs) 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 told you they were easy (laughs) <laughs> Aye. Um, so, but by that time, you know, what I mean, it was, it was, you know, what I mean, I'd, I think he was like, and I was as well. I was like, you know, this isn't me just trying to get it running. I've actually, I'm loving this now. This is brilliant. So glad I found running, right? Um, so, uh, I basically just rested on my laurels then all winter, like that year. I don't know if everyone else does that when they do their first ever ultra. I was like, I've done it now. Look at me. Right? And just kind of sat back and went, nice man, things will just take care of themselves now. And that's the danger being like doing Jebra, I think, is your first ultra, because then you're like, ah, it's winter. Christmas. Yeah, I have a wee drink and tell everyone about that one time I ran an ultra, right? You know? Um, and, uh, and when I went into the new year, I was like, because Graham kept tapping me up going, what have you been doing? Training-wise? Ah, well, nothing. You know, <laughs> I've done it now. He's like, well, what about your next race? I was like, well, I'll train for that when it's closer. Because what I did is I signed up for the entire way. Right? So I signed up for the entire way in 2018, which was in May. Right? So I'm like, well, I'll wait till it's the weather's a bit nice and then I'll start training. Do you know what I mean? Because it's Baltic out there. It's raining and all that. You know, <laughs> it was to be that. Madness. Um, but, eh... Uh, but uh, he and I were both working a bit like, closely together at the time, do you know what I mean? Uh, see, the, it's day my nothing how he features in just about all my wee stories here. By <laughs> the way, I, 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 name I, dropped. I know, I, I know. Uh, I stop mentioning him, man, you know what I mean? Or like he's going to pay me or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, but I'd rock up for work. At six in the morning, right? It's like an eight o'clock start, but we'd rock up at six or half six in the morning. Go out and do our training sessions. Again, I was just piggybacking his training sessions. And then uh, just hammer through whatever he was doing. And then that carried me through like the entire way. Um, so he was doing that as well on the same day. Um Obviously, I mean, otherwise <laughs> you'd fucking be at the back. Uh, but um, I so that was ten loan to Campbelltown that year, um, mm. and uh, and after that, 
race. And that was the first time I'd actually, I think it was the most consistent training that I had as far as like, because I'd done my first ultra then, so I've got that in my legs. I'm doing a bit more specific training for ultra distance. And I came in at that, a surprising for me, eighth place, right? Um, five hours 40, I think I was on the day. Um, I say, I think I've got the numbers in front of me again. It's like, I found a wee German website, you know, that shows you all your stuff that you did. But anyway, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, looking, at it, looking at it right now. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> right, right. I, was, I didn't even know that existed. Um, so, because what I've seen for that, because I looked into the results, there's a certain uh, Fiona Watt that placed third female on the same day. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's... Uh, you're a good lady. Uh, um, <laughs> so, was, was um, the, ser- the aforementioned um, Mr. GC perhaps uh-huh. half at the finish? Aye. He chucked aye. all his gear. I know, I don't know what was going on there, to be fair. Anyway. It's like, I didn't even, I tried not to mention it. Um, Just, we, we talk about egos and running egos and things quite aye. a lot on this podcast. Because the thing about me was like, he had to go back and pick it up, mate. It was a wee bit weird. I mean, uh, and he got a book in. Uh, I got booked. Booked. So, but you were eighth. I was eighth. Um, I'm wondering what Fiona did it on. Um, five fifty nine. There you go. There you go. Uh, So I call it sub six. Sub six, mate. I sub six. Uh, The the thing with that is that uh, do you know all the way through that? It was the it was the first time I'd ever had like anything that looked like a kind of plan for anything, um, which was actually all pretty much constructed on the coach on the way to the start line. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sitting chatting to folk, and it was like, mm-hmm. remember hill number four. Remember the fourth hill. You, you know what I mean? That, and that was it. That was pretty much the premise of my entire plan. It was like, you know, look for three significant... After the third one, then, you know, you can kind of go for it and like that's you. Um, and I remember there being loads of wee black slugs, uh, <laughs> and and speaking to a guy, I don't know, uh, Kev Craig. Um, mm. That's the first time I met him. He and I spent a fair bit of time uh, chatting near the start, um, and he and I have, you know, kind of struck up a kind of running friendship. I think since then, which is great. You know, it's all part of this kind of running community. Kind of, you know. Um, that, that you know part of the thing that I love about it is like the people that you meet you know I would never have known otherwise uh, but yeah I just thought to myself I might this might be alright if I actually do this seriously like see if I actually dig in and train here I'm like and I know it's all about like who turns up in the day but see when you rock up like a clown that doesn't really know what he's doing and you bag you know a top 10 placing I'm like oh, this is alright this feels can good I, can I ask a question? I thought it's moved like five years ago, six years ago, your first yeah. official ultra. Yeah. How were you feeling yourself? What I'm trying to say is there had been a difference between then and now. What were you feeling oh, yourself with then? Aye, aye. aye. so... Aye, oh, aye John, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly turns to food. Um, the, so... I was just asking, like, other people that were doing it, what are you doing, right? And that person was like, Graham, I was making uh, homemade uh, 
sweet potato brownies. Oh, I've heard of them. Right. But I was kind of... Now, these were vegan-friendly for the people that were eating them, but I'm no a vegan. So I was maybe uh, amending the recipe to suit my tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was chucking a wee bit of Nutella in there as well, man. Do you know what I mean? So uh, there was all sorts in there. There was a lot going on, but there was a lot of chocolate-based stuff. There was peanut butter getting whacked in there. There was a chopped-up dates was in there and and the idea the science if there is any behind it was that there was varying levels of fibrous carbohydrate that is the genuine and there's some fats and protein in there that's the genuine scientific kind of like, these are all going to break down and release energy at different rates so you know you're going to have a steady flow of energy instead of like whacking a gel down your neck where it's like there's a spike of energy right and then it's gone almost it was, you know, it's, it's quite like it's arrived. Uh, now, when I took that, and I was eating that for Jedburgh, I thought, right, get it down your neck. Get as much down your neck as you can before you hit the house. See, but the, I'd, I basically overcooked it, man, and I was feeling sick, and I was fighting a whitey from, from the Udens to the end, pretty much. <laughs> it was... It was awful, man. I just absolutely wrecked myself, just like whacking hunters of brownies to my neck. So, <laughs> so I had, I had, I, I just like honestly, and it's like they're no light snacks, by the way. Like they're pretty dense. I'm all right, I so I had them all individually. I had a bag for life at Jedburgh. Foul, foul, everything. I don't know what imagine. I thought. I, I don't know what I thought was going to happen. Do you know what I mean? It was like. Because I had it in my mind, I'm like, well, how much do I normally eat over this period of time if I'm not running? Right, well, I need more than that. Do you know what I mean? Double it. A body weight in non-vegan brownie. <laughs> and I've got a reasonable capacity for scran, right? You know, so uh, I overdid it. So so I, I've learned to consume less, let's just say. Um, uh, and But I was on the brownies again for... The entire way, um, and and honestly, and see, since then, I don't do the brownies anymore, right? Basically, because convenience is king, I just can't be bothered making them. Uh, yeah. Like they're great, uh, they're absolutely great, but um, you know, I can buy other stuff that I don't need to cook, and it just saves me time, right? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I can remember, I, I can remember buying them and uh, labeling them up as a. Uh, the Salazar specials. Hmm. Uh, I so I, I don't know if anyone knows who Salazar is, but I, that's Mo, Mo Farris, Mo Farris coach. Uh, you know what I mean? The controversial uh, <laughs> feeling know. methods, not in, but I, I. Uh, so, uh, so I, um, that was that was when was that? It was May? Oh, do you know what? Do you know what I did before that as well? Uh, I had already decided. I had already decided that I wanted to run the fling at this stage. And what I did was I volunteered for the fling 2018. Because mm-hmm. I thought, there's a ballot for this. I might just want to, you know, make my name known just so that it might stand out more than others at the ballot. Right, so, uh, so I volunteered. 
uh, which was amazing as well. It just gave me gave an insight into the other side of ultra marathoning. You know, uh, I was there the weekend before I helped set up. Um, then the day of, or well, I, I set up the electrics at the finish and the generator and all that. So I set up all the electrics for the full gig at the end. Um, at, uh, by the way, hostel. So, uh, and and I was also the final sweeper. So I pro so I properly made myself. Like, I was like. Oh, aye. Uh, you're certainly going to forget me, by the way. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, which has been, it's, listen, and that's that. And wee business cards to have, you know. I, I, listen, that one thing alone um, has, like, for the right reasons, you know what I mean, put me in the memory of people that I would soon rely on for, like, you know, friendly faces at events and stuff like that. Um, so it was definitely the right thing to do. Um in fact, do you know what else? I remember before I went and did uh, the first Jebra one, I went and did like a recce with Ross Beveridge. He organised mm -hmm. a recce. Aye, and it's like, I'm like, who's this dude? Like, I think I just, like, at the time I had Facebook, I don't anymore. Um, and it was organised through that. Then, uh, do you know what? I was going to, I'm going to be rude here anyway, but it was like, it was happening and then I was like, this is too fucking slow. And so I just pissed off on my own. Um, and run. <laughs> it was great. Listen, it was set up as like a social run, but it was like too social for my tastes. Um, but it was it was lovely that he's organising all that stuff, and I think he still get consistency and being super nice guy. Uh, you know, so kudos to him for all that and the work that he does and all that kind of stuff. So uh, he was Ross running away from a bunch of folk that he's got out together. Okay. I mean, I didn't organise it. I was just oh, there. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't feel like there was any responsibility on my part to remain with the group, Stephen. You know, it's so. Do you care that? Oh, yeah. I'm like, guys, I'm just going to push on. Bye. And we know that Ross is a big supporter, <laughs> big supporter of the whole community, and Ross is there at a lot of things. And he, he is my half. Fair play. Yes, no, I honestly, I, he, was, he was spot on. He was lovely as well, like, you know, just super accommodating. Um, and then I, I left him. So, do you know what? I shouldn't have, because when I went round the Eldens, right, when I went round the Eldens as part of the recce, because we started from Maxton, it was basically a Maxton loop. Yeah. I went round the wrong way. Ah. You passed them on the way back. I was coming down the Eldens as they were coming up. Ah. <laughs> they were like, oh, hello. And I was like, ah, you're right. You know, I, just pretend so, you were doing red. I, I meant it. I meant it. <laughs> I was like, aye, okay. Well, I'll know next time. You know, uh, so I that was funny. Um, so I, uh, so I did Jebra again that year. So I went back. I went back. I was like armed with this uh, newfound knowledge and buoyed by my eighth place finish um the entire way uh, what i did was over that summer and uh, off the back of volunteering at the fling uh i got myself a coach i think i squeezed in the sterling half marathon then as well you know because the sterling marathon was on again that year uh, they changed the route up didn't they? aye 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 they changed that about and uh, i did the half marathon but eh. uh just as instantly forgettable as the well not as for 
the marathon is not forgettable. That will forever be ingrained in my memory. However, aye, it wasn't a very good event, in my opinion. Uh, so, so I, um, I got a coach. So, I, I've been doing it. You know, at this point, I was like, well, I'm almost a year doing ultra running now. So, let's get a coach and let's see what difference that makes. Um, and uh, and I had initially, um, I've spoken about this to Paul as well. I had initially tried to get on board with Paul, right? Um, now he, to be fair, had a busy year that year with, uh, I think he had the Western States going on and there was lots of other stuff. Um, and he didn't, it wasn't anywhere near the same setup as you know, the pylon setup now. It was basically all, um, and he was trying to do everything himself, right? Which meant that he wasn't maybe the most efficient when it came to responding to emails and stuff like that. So, uh, so that kind of lost momentum. Like I was right through at the point where I was like, I'd filmed in forms and stuff like that to get on board with him, but it was like dragging it. And I'm like, I've got a race coming up here. I'm wanting a coaching place and a training plan and like, you know, like what's going on. So, um, somebody had recommended who was it now? Laura Johnson, who's like a part of Helensburgh Athletics. She'd mentioned Donny Campbell because I think Donny's brother's like a Sparky or something like that in Helensburgh. Like, anyway, uh, um, or a joiner or something like that. Anyway, but um, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought about Donny. I'm like, oh. No, because I don't know anything about running or people that coach or anyone's pedigree or anything like that at all. So very quickly, I was like, who's got the record for the fling? Because that's basically what I'm training for here. I want a coach now so that when I run the fling next year, providing I get into it, I'm ready to go. And Donny held the record for the fling. I'm like, he's my guy. He's it. So I got in touch with Donny. And within a week, I was on board. And I'm like, this is fucking better. That's <laughs> <laughs> the kind of response I like, right? Okay, you're my guy. Um, and, uh, aye, aye, aye. And, and I t- so I trained with Donny, um, and I was under his coaching uh, when I ran the second, uh, ran Jebra for the second time. Um, and really, that was my transition from just try to like, fly by the seat of my pants and copy what other people are doing to actually being a runner. I would say that time there, between then and doing Jebra and the Fling, was when I became, in my mind, reasonably serious about my training and running. That was when, that was my time transitioning into becoming a runner, if you will, right? And, uh, and when I ran Jebra that year, I knocked a fair chunk of my time from the year previous. Mm. Um, so, which, you know, that just, it buys your confidence a bit, right? You're like, well, I'm doing something right here, you know? And and I think, uh, and I'm looking at it now, I say, I think, I think it was 13th place overall um, from being like, I don't even know what I placed the first time around. Um, there you go. Uh, so, I'm like, I'm shifting up the ranks here, my man. Do you know what I mean? And I was uh, like 542 
for that one and my previous was looking at it 635 so and i wasn't bulking I would, big you know. big gains man you still eating the brownies i was i I was still on the brownies, but I'd, but I'd, you know, I'd just, you know, I think I cut them into smaller chunks, you know, and <laughs> bite, bite-sized pieces, I little and often. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, and thoroughly enjoyed that event, and I would actually love to go back to Jebra, but it's just, it's not been, it's not been the right time, um, you know. When you've got other stuff to do, you can do it every year, right? Um, yeah, yeah. A great, come, event, a great event. It's, uh, I, I do really enjoy that. Um, uh, so I... Um, yeah, so it, the idea then, I think, over that winter was to... Like, that was the first like real proper training block over winter and things like that. Donny, training with him, uh, as I say, allowed me to become a runner. Volume... And everything, and both distance and elevation, uh, was the flavour of training. It was. It was like go and do, go for a run and get this amount of elevation. Off you pop. Where do you live, Ali? Is it easy to get elevation? Uh, aye. Yeah. Aye, I would. Aye, I would say so. Aye, aye, definitely. Um, uh, it frightens me sometimes when I look around at where other people live. I'm like, oh, how do you cope, man? Like. Um, you know, I can I can leave my house uh, and within within 40 minutes of leaving my house, I could easily have gained over a thousand feet elevation mm. just from my house. What's you the know. hill range? What's the what's I've the got name? the Co- I've got the Copatrick's mm-hmm. Copatrick Hills near me. I'm in Dumbarton, um, the Shire. No hobbits here, but you know. Uh, <laughs> plenty of people with hairy feet. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I've got Kilpatrick Hills here. They've got, uh, and we've got. There's a few like wee features up at Kilpatrick Hills as well. And, I, and honestly, I think they, I think it's crying out for a race. You know, I think it's crying out for an event in that place. Um, you know, and I can see Stephen's gesticul- gesticulating in my direction there with his hand, and I'm like, I but you know. I've got enough plates, my man. So I mean, like, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's something that I'm like, I, I'm just trying to mention it enough times to enough people so that somebody else does it, right? Uh, happy to run in it. Um, there, are, I mean, there are a lot of race directors or regular listeners, so you never know what might inspire for this. Aye, aye. Well, you know, get in touch. I've got ideas. I can, I've even got a route in my head. Um, the, uh, the blueprint is there. Aye, aye, aye. I mean, there's so many variations of that you can do up there. It's like honestly, it's um, spoiled with it because then I've got access to the lock side as well. Uh, people will be familiar with the West Highland Way on the on the lock side, but even the other side of it, uh, there's a wee village called Luss, just mm. over the 82 for Luss. There's a nice big lump of hills up there. You've got uh, Ben Do. Um, is that if you had that three locks ultra takes place? Is there not a three locks thing up there? There is. There's the Ben Bowie, which if you go up for um, Balloch, uh, which is the the bottom end, the south end of Loch Lomond, if you go up for there, you go up Stony Marlin Hill, up onto the three locks way. 
um, which also links up with the John Muir way. Um, and they've got a three horse way ultra, I think, takes place there. Mm -hmm. And has done, I think. I don't know. I think they try to put it on one year and nobody turned up. Or the organisers cancelled it or something like that. It was one of these, you know, which is a bit of a hot topic right now, is it not? Uh, yes, yes. The organisers cancelling and running off to the Bahamas or whatever. Uh, uh, um, moving on. Moving uh, on. No, no, no. <laughs> I've heard that already in there. Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, so, right. But I'm going to get me back on track. Uh, so you're you're cheering over the window. Aye, 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 pretty much. So, uh, spoiler alert! I got in. Uh, I put my hat <laughs> in the ring. Put my hat in the ring, and uh, fortunately, uh, Johnny Duncan found it in his good grace to allow me a place uh, in the fling that year. And I don't know if the flings. Now that was 2019. Now, the fling, even this year, sorry, next year, isn't going to have as many people as it did have in 2019. I'm pretty sure it was like around about a thousand people. Hmm. You know that? I think that was the number you're looking at. I don't know. I could be, I could be making this up, but I'm pretty sure like that's the number you're looking at for folk that can rock up in the start line for a fling. And I know when it was since it's been back, it's been with reduced numbers. Mm -hmm. um, a, and what an event the fling is, man! What an event that is. Um, it's got proper international feels to you know coming down a red carpet to a finish line. It was just phenomenal. But uh, 2019 was the year of the rain. As people all know it uh, for anyone that ran in it. Um, uh, a guy I know, uh, a fellow pylon athlete, um, Kenny McManus, uh, ran it that year and uh, has got an interesting story about how it affected him and uh, his undercarriage was obliterated. <laughs> Not, <laughs> uh, oh man, it's a, it's a lovely story. You need, to, you need to get him in tow, by the way, and just have a chat with him. Uh, I'm but, but uh, I oh, awful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, that race was, in, as I alluded to in our pre-podcast uh, chat, that was the first time I'd ever heard of someone peeing while running, um, which which uh, I didn't even know was physically possible. Uh, but uh, but apparently it's a thing. Um, but uh, I. The, did the fling uh, carried my way over the finish line, which was uh, one of the things. But everyone else was running down hand in hand, right, with their kids. I thought I'll do that. That looks cool, but I didn't know why I slowed down. So, honestly, <laughs> 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 oh, because uh, like, uh, oh, I, I mean, would have been what then? Um, just turned five year old. What I mean? I'm like. So I just picked her up and it's like, oh, that's lovely. And I'm like, ah, well, actually, it's because I didn't know what I slowed down, pal. Not mean, uh, you know, so, uh, and I was eight, eight, I was 47 for my fling there. Um, and she'd also say 846, eight, sorry, aye, 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8
place a field of yeah. 647 finishers. Oh, there you go, eh? So 26th, and it's a stellar field that year as well. Some big aye. names in there. There's a few, um, aye. There's one or two. One or two wee folk popping up, because there, there's a few international folk, you know, like mm-hmm. proper sponsored athletes, which I Which is, you know, it's been brilliant. See, because I didn't know any of these folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone gets the same treatment, right? Like, there's no fanboying or anything like that, and... Everyone's pretty cool, you know. Like most folk I talk to on the start line or during the race or that, I'll share some trail time with. There's people that I spoke to on the trail that year who I didn't know at the time, and I only found out like after like probably exchanging messages and talking to them like through social media and things like that, like year maybe a year or whatever down the line. I'm like, oh, that guy's a sponsored athlete. Like this is what he does as a job. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's one of the few sports, I think, that a complete amateur can rock up with someone as close to a professional as you can because it's not quite a professional sport, right? Um, I, I think that's, it's good, man. It's good. It's no, you know, you can't even really rock up at a game of football and play alongside, like, you know, the dare I got, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you're right though. It's there. There is that, you know, accessibility to the guys who are the elite guys. It's no, mm. you know, mm-hmm. a couple of them who are a bit aloof. Uh, yes, but you get that with guys that they're no very good runners, but they've got a cracking Instagram following. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, talking about John. You know. <laughs> Not I've not got a good Instagram for Why, man? You're a fucking you know I mean? so, influencer, John. Aye, well, all walks of life. Like, man, there's, you know, there's one guarantee. You're going to find a dick. You know, like, wherever you go, do you know what I mean? People, you're going to go on with some folk and you're not going to go on with others. But, um, aye, I, I think it's nice finding out people's like, status in sport after the fact, right? Mm. Um, because you go in then with an open mind as well, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, it's yeah. one of these things as well, Ali, that the running community, a lot, certainly in ultra running, right. a lot of people are very humble. Yes. You know, so so it is after the fact. You'll be standing speaking to somebody and somebody else will say, you can't who that is. Do you know what I mean? Because folk are they, they didn't bomb themselves up. Aye, I aye. So, no, I, I would agree. Hi, I would agree. I would agree. Um, it does like, do you know, it's interesting, John, because it's like, I've thought about that, right? Okay, about how humble some people are <laughs> and then I, I toy with the, the prospect like, I wonder how much of that is like some sort of uh, there's some other sort of thing going on there like some devaluing of their own achievements um, yeah maybe yeah do you know what I mean I, and that's like, that's another conversation I think do you know what I mean that's like because mm. a lot of people are like nah because I'm not that good do you know what I mean kind of thing like you know some people don't know how good they are do you know what I mean um, and that's sometimes whether it's healthy or otherwise, that's what drives people on to continue to do better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in their, you know, in their headspace, right? You know, um, but I, anyway, yeah, that's an interesting segue. But that that's you jumping up the mileage again because the fling's fifty three, isn't it? Aye, that's right. And 
53 miles was for a for a long time that was the longest that I'd run, right? Because like what we're looking at there is we're looking at 2019, right? And for me, this is me now. I'm like, I am here. This is me going right, ultra running. Let's get it, right? Let's get in amongst it. And I had. Bear in mind, the year previous, I decided I was going to get a coach on board and the goal was I wanted to do the fling, right? That was what I wanted to do. So, after the fling, uh, I had a bit of fatigue off the back of that, right? And um, and that was when I spoke to Donnie and I was like, ah, look, I'm going to have a break for the coaching. I'm just going to do my own thing for a bit. Uh, just see where I'm at, you know? Uh, take the pressure off myself, like no structure and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so that's what I did and like went on holiday and all that kind of jazz and had like a nice summer. I just enjoyed my running. Um, and it was suggested to me like that, well, what are you going to do next kind of thing? Um, you know, try and kind of like carry on this momentum. Uh, and I started a conversation with Paul again uh, at Pylon uh, because for this whole time as well, like, one of my right good mates has been getting coached off Paul now, do you know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, I'd already been wearing the t-shirts for over a year, right? Do you know what I mean? Because they're pretty cool, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they can all available at the Pylon shop, Pylon. Also, dot com. Um, so here, but there's different connotations now. I get these t shirts that say ultra across the front. Of it. I need to convince people I'm not a football hooligan. Uh, no, so <laughs> you can uh, I, I, well, that's fair, but no, I mean, that's like <laughs> if you want to talk about my past, we can do that after. Like, uh, uh, when the Celtic soccer crew. Um. Uh, so, so I so the conversation started again, and towards the end of the summer, uh, I got in tow with Pylon, um, and uh, brought on a coach for the second time, uh, and and it was a bit different. It was different from what I was used to, from what I was getting previously, um. It was good. Um, it was nice to have like a bit of a change up in the kind of format of what my coaching was like. I think it was what I needed as well at the time. Uh, and um, John Conley uh, is who I started getting coached by in uh, 2019. And I'd already signed up for the Oakle 2000s, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the, the Scottish Hill uh, races, one of their long, the classic long races that they do. So uh, uh, I did that and I'd signed up for Dunoon as well that same year. Um, so they were the first two races that I had uh, under the pylon banner, uh, if you will. Um, and the local 2000s were interesting because that's proper hill runners, man. Like, and that's if it's not up, it's down, right? Oh man, there's a horrible bit, I mean, a horrible bit, a great bit, right, where it comes down into menstruating, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I always want to say menstruating. 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, never thought of that. I know. I every time now, you know, every time you like, oh man, she's like, oh man, Carl and Debbie need to set up a workshop here. Um, so, uh, as you come out of there, you go up. Uh, what's the big bloody hill called again? The Maya. Ah, yes, that. What'd you call it? The Maya. The Maya. You may call it Dumya. Aye, I don't know if it was right, but the Maya. Dumya. Dumyat. Dumya. Dumya. All right. Uh, so Dumya how? <laughs> There's so many people screaming at the podcast right? you know I mean? All three of them um, <laughs> uh, And I ran that with my mate uh, Ian Walker Who's run with Westerlands He's run with the Westies for years man Years Done all sorts of man stuff uh, Trail races like Man versus Horse And all that What's that all about um, Right uh, but he introduced me to running in the house in La Arica way back in 2016, 2017. Every now and again, I was dipping my toe into getting up the Arica and things like that. And he was always running away from me, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on then, we're going down here. Because downhill, like, he's on wheels. Anyway, I've got a great picture on my Strava of him crossing the finish line with my with me sitting on the grass with my legs folded in the foreground because I, I pumped him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I beat him by that much, but either way, I finished before him, right? And I had time to sit down and pat a dog, right? So, uh, funny man, I, cause, uh, I just remember sending him the picture, do you know what I mean? I didn't even tell him I took it. Um, I bet. Uh, aye, funny. So, uh, something I've really wanted to do more of, I think, is all the Scottish Hill series stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, Dunoon was next. Um, Dunoon's a great wee route. Uh, I went over to do a recce before that, got lost. Um, so <laughs> that was useful. Uh, there's a wee bit of that route called Puck's Glen. It's like something out of The Hobbit. It's quality. It's worth going to uh, just to visit it itself. There's, uh, I think it's, is it Benmore Gardens, I think, is the name of the place over there as well. And there's all sorts of big North American trees and whatnot. Big daft trees. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a lovely route. It's a great race. And um, it's got a finish onto the old pier in Dunoon. Um, and, uh, and, and I remember I remember getting chased like at the final stretch, you're running along the seafront, and there was some guy right up my backside, man. And I was like, no way, this is not happening. I had no idea where I was in the race and all that, but um, it, it felt like a really good race, you know. Um, it was a lot, it was shorter, right? Obviously, I mean, what is, what is that, John? Do you know you get stats up there, big guy? 55k, 55k, 55K. right? Aye, 55k, right? Um, so that felt good doing that off the back of the fling, you know what I mean? Um, and I think I did all, I did all right on that because um, I was it was an R top ten finish for me on like this like in a shorter race, right? Uh, and I got a wee bit 
finish fifth. The boy Alex Osborne that was chasing you. That's him, I, Alex Osborne. I see. I super tramp or whatever his name is. Twenty-seven seconds. You beat him by. Aye, I was a tell you what, that was Alex. quality man. Acorn Trails, Alex. Alright, is that his thing? Is it? Do you know me yeah. and Alex have like crossed paths a number of times, like in races. It's funny, man. We always seem to turn up. I don't think we've ever mentioned it, do you know what I mean? But we're always there uh-huh. at the same start lines like that. All right. You know, aye, one of the ones. <laughs> All right, you're going aye. down. <laughs> funny, man. Aye. Uh, aye, that was a brilliant finish, that actually. See if it wasn't. A... I've seen a man, I just pure clocked him. It was just, uh, it was good. It was good. That was that was the first time I ever actually felt like I was racing and not just running. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference, right? There's absolutely a difference between racing and running, right? You know, um, but uh, so off the back of la, I think the idea was to do. Uh, I think I was going to do the Glen Tress Marathon, going to, to you know, bottom out my winter training, but that didn't happen. I don't know why it didn't happen that year. I think there's probably some name storm or some description that's not with a gig. Uh, and then it was into 2020 and everything stopped didn't it uh, no races so nobody was doing anything um, I turned 40 in 2020 in fact do you know what happened do you know what happened I was meant to do Glentress and it fell on the same weekend as the Pylon XP Pylon mm-hmm. were doing a weekend away right uh, doing in the Lake District and it was effectively like what am I going to get more value from going away for a weekend or like we all these top class kind of like runners and that and people that I've now became more aware of uh, certainly with, from the coaching side of things now or am I going to get more value from uh, running in Glen Press for like a couple of years so I ended up doing it at Pylon XP celebrated my 40th birthday down there like actually that weekend like I had my did 40th you get a free, did you get a free t-shirt for your birthday? I didn't know, but I was, I did crowd surf at a yoga session, which <laughs> I know that sounds kind of juxtaposed to what you would normally think is happened in a yoga session, but uh, I've got, I've got a photograph somewhere, maybe that should be the photo of um, me kind of like being held aloft by everyone else, uh, you know, kind of, as they kind of pass me, kind of over them on, um, so I, uh, everyone on that course touched me. Um, eh, both physically and and emotionally, eh, literally and figuratively. Um, eh, I so I have it fucking stopped, didn't it? So I felt like the honestly, I felt like the like the carpet had been whipped out from under my feet because I was on it. I'm like. I'm coming up here. Do you know what I mean? I'm in my ascendancy. Um, I just broke through that veteran 40 barrier, feeling good. I'm like, I'm going to take some fucking scalps here. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't, because there was no races. Um, so what did I do? I trained, and I trained, and I trained, and I trained. And I went from training block to training block to training block. Um, and... Uh, can I stop you there? What was your drive during the training blocks? Um, I knew that training that 
Racing would come back. Mm -hmm. And now, when I was younger, uh, I used to box, right? Um, and what a damaging mindset this is, right? To instilling a young kid, right? But my coach would always say to me, when you're doing like 10 press ups, your opponent's doing 20, right? You know, when you're doing like one minute training, he's doing like two minutes training, like, or whatever, there's always somebody out there better than you, right? So, so what does that do then? That makes you think I need to train harder or does it tell you that you're never going to be enough, right? It depends how you want to frame it. But for me, I've used that to drive my own training. I'm very self-motivated in that regard. I always have this imaginary opponent. Whoever, the person I'm trying to beat is, I need to do more than them kind of thing, you know? There's always mm. this, you know, like in Mario Kart, when you get your wee ghost person, when you do <laughs> try to beat the best lap and that, you know what I mean? That's like, so there's always that other person that nobody else can see that you're trying to beat every time. So that was that was my driver all the time. I was like, well, I want to be doing more than everyone else is doing so that when racing does eventually come back, um, I can just blurter them mm -hmm. pretty much. So like that, was your, that was your driver. I get that. And because there was a lot of, because there was, there was literally nothing to train uh, for nope. like race race wise mm -hmm. you know literally nothing, nothing race wise but um mm -hmm. you know it's coming back and also within that one of the first things that did come back was a pylon exposure yep wasn't it yep i did that yeah mm. um and exposure was i think exposure was in 2021 you know yes it was i it was um, in the, like the easter time Aye, 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 because cause what I did, I actually, come November 2020, I cracked because I was like, this is a day of nothing. Um, and as I actually spoke about it, I was like, I'm going to just do my own thing. I'm going to go and run the West Island Way. That's what I wanted to do, right? Or one of, one, one of the hangs. I'm just going to go and run the West Island Way, right? Um. But I'm going to do it in November because it'll be rubbish then, right? So it'll be <laughs> harder, right? But then it was like, well, how are you going to do that? You can't do it because you're not allowed outside like, a four mile radius or something daft like that, and like, other people can't go for you. You can't try it. So I was just going to go and do it anyway, but you know, other people around me suggested that that was maybe not the wisest choice because I don't want to feel like getting to jail. Um but like, nobody had any idea what was going on, let's be honest. Right? We were all like stay in your house or like, you know, I don't know, the thought police are going to come in and let's string you up. I mean, like, it was proper uh, big brother type stuff, right? Um so so I was like, all right, well what else can I do? And I mentioned that Helen back in Helensburg, right? I said, like, I know, I'll just run around Helen back for 24 hours. I'll do that. That's what I'll do. Right, right. So I started planning for this. I'm going to run around that for 24 hours and just batter myself, see how far I can go. And it was like, Ali, you do know that that route actually crosses into Argyle and Butte? <laughs> you outside your territory. So you go outside. Aye. So you go from Western Bartonshire to Argyle and Butte and basically like 
I don't know if you can do it because you'll be asking people to support you. And I mean, it's no fair on them. Kind of thing. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, right, okay, okay, okay. So what I ended up doing was I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go up the Copatrick's. I'm going to do 12 hours, not 24. And I'm going to run running loops for 12 hours. And my goal is this. I want to achieve running for the longest period of time I've ever ran for. And I want to hit the furthest distance I've ever ran before. Um, and in the end, I think I clocked up 54 mile over the 12 hours. Aye, aye. And it was honking from start to finish. Started at six in the morning, finished at six o'clock at night. I had people coming out and doing a couple of loops and that with me at a suitable distance. Um, I had my car in the car park with a load of food in the back and I was just looping round to this car park at a place called Overton House at the back of Dumbarton. And it was and it was honking, muddy. It wasn't even like hard packed trails then, like. it was minging, minging. When John came out, uh, John Conley came out with me for like a loop or two, and he was there at the end to run with me at the end. And he was laughing, he's like, you don't make things easy for yourself, pal, do you? And he was like, you couldn't have made this any fucking tougher. Like, um, but but that, that was, I had to do, at that point, I think everyone was like, you just had to do something, so I just made something up. Uh, the old um, cage tiger syndrome, man. And what, uh, about, what was your sense of achievement? Were you finished? Uh, I, it was like, it was enough, I think. It was enough, I think, just to kind of like placate myself and that, because I'm thinking, what's the purpose of this training I'm doing? I was getting to the end of my tether a wee bit, do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. you know, something, I need to have a thing, you know what I mean? So, so I, it was good, man. I think it just kind of, Tick the box, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but that was it then, right up until the Pylon XP, uh, sorry, the exposure, which I think was in, because it was funny, it was still weird, right? Because um, that happened in April 21, because that was November. So then come April, it was the exposure stuff. Uh, and I put my were hand you, in the ring. Were you 24 hours for that? 24 hours, I. Because at that time I was like, well, see, I didn't know that was happening, right? Then I was like, no, I know I can run for 12 years. Yeah. Because I just did it. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's the point in that. You know what I mean? And it's like, and plus, honestly, John, see if there'd been a 36 hours or a 48, I'd have done that. What's the biggest number? Right, that's what I'll do then. So are you, was this a physical thing or was it a mental thing you've done the 12 hours you know you can do that maybe comfortably is it yeah, yeah. Is, is this about you finding out about how far you can push yourself aye and it's physically because i know i can i know i can keep going for 24 hours in my head well yeah. well for whatever reason and i know people have their own hurdles that they need to you know, yeah, yeah. Try and navigate right and like whatever, right? But I'm reasonably comfortable in the knowledge that I know that I can, you know, navigate my way through any kind of sort of mental challenge well enough. You know, yeah. it's really just going to be a case of can my body keep up with it, right? So, so I completed the twenty four. And the exposure in 
you know, for those that want to look into the event, I'd, it's easier to go onto the website uh, at Pylon and have a look at it. Like, um, it was a really interesting setup. I think it's the first thing I've ever seen in that kind of format before, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but in the end, I think the total mileage was 101 miles. Mm. Um, and and it was all on tarmac. Um, and the resultant kind of like hangover from that was that within my next training block and one of my more intense kind of sessions, I was actually going into a set of strides after an easy run and something went uh, mm-hmm. and I was injured. I was injured. So I'd, I'd, actually, I'd actually been nursing like a pain in my groin since uh, since Dunoon. Which is October the year before. Aye. But uh, it never but it never actually came Actually, no. It's October in 2019. Not, this is 2021. Aye, 2021, aye, aye. 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 But it never actually came to anything, you know. So, you know that way sometimes you carry niggles. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, get, we get used to it, like, don't we? You're like, all right. And it's just like normalisation of deviation, right? Um. So I think what it was coming down to was I just wasn't doing enough strength or mobility work or whatever. But what had happened is effectively, because I went to a physio, um, I went to see Danny Ray up at Physio Effect um, in Glasgow, who's phenomenal uh, a physio. I went up to see him and as it turned out, I'd... Uh, I, I thought that's oh, just a groin strain kind of thing, but it was like there was all talk about like suspected like stress fracture in my groin, mm. and I had like torn uh, muscles right at the bottom of my uh, my abdomen kind of thing. Uh, God, I can't even mind what you'd call call them, but um, but I pulled all these muscles and strained all these kind of like, tendons and whatnot, and it was just awful. It was like somebody was jamming like a knitting needle into my groin. It was hot. It was just minging. Aye. Only when you were running or all the time? Uh, when I was walking as well, it was happening. Sometimes I would get like a sharp pain and like and running and trying to push off or like put any oomph into anything. It just was it couldn't happen because it was just mm. like this uh like your bo- my, your body was just like reacting against it every time you were trying to do anything, you know what I mean? So um but that was my through my rehab, that was my first introduction a uh, to uh, what do they call it again? Shockwave therapy. Ah, oh, Stephen had that recently on his Achilles. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. So now, and Stephen will tell you how uncomfortable that was in his Achilles. Now, Danny had just got his shockwave machine, <laughs> and he's like, "Can I try this out, Ali, on your groin?" <laughs> so there's me, like, you know, holding my balls to one side and. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny getting in about my groin with a shot, but mate, that was the difference. By the way, it was almost instantaneous. Like uh, the the results off the back of that um, that treatment, uh, brilliant, phenomenal. How uh, many how many treatments did you need? I get. I got two treatments, two shortwave treatments with that, but also that was coupled with. Uh, Mate, I was like, talk about glutton for punishment, man. I had um, acupuncture as well. 
So there was Ian needles Grain. and my groin, aye, aye, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> aye, aye, brilliant man, aye, can he beat that? Can did you get forties? Did you get forties of that? Has no, I wish I had, man. Aye, I wish aye. I had. Aye, I know. Aye. So, <laughs> so listen, and I know that um, I'm looking at. I've got that that DUV site up, but you did mm. Glenogo in the November that year. So from I the did, east aye. now, that. That's quite, that could, well, injuries are all, I was quite interested actually when you said earlier on about how you were reading the books and doing all the stuff to get yourself ready for ultra marathons. You hadn't even spoke about any sort of injury. Is this the first sort of setback you'd had injury wise? Aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Aye. So I've been brilliant, man. Absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant up to that point. And, and I really, I put that down to just the transition for trail on to tarmac and the fact that. I've been trail running all the time, and then I knocked out 101 miles on a tarmac. Now, I think that was just, I think that was just a tipping point for something that I'd been getting away with. Aye. Right, and that's all that was, right? You know, that was just the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Um, and in that Glen Ogle, by the way, was because I was just clucking, mate, for like a race. John told me not to do it. Mm-hmm. I did it anyway. Um, right. Why did he say no? Why did he say not today? Was it too soon after your recovery? Or? Aye, pretty much. Aye. He's like, I wasn't feeling right. I was injured. I was still injured. I was still mm. injured when I ran Glen Ogle. Because um, you you've got to recover from injury, but you've also aye. got to then get a training block in. Aye. Haven't you? So aye. you just compressing aye. everything. Aye, that was. It wasn't. It wasn't like I didn't have a real smooth kind of transition to that run at all. It, it was accepted and it was agreed upon. That remember I said there's a difference between running and racing. Yeah. That was a run, you know. Um uh, there was there's a guy I know, uh, a mate of mine, he was running that as his first ultra. And I was like, ah, well when I'll come out with you, I'll chum you, you know. And uh, uh and so I ran with him for me state and then, then dropped him. Uh <laughs> 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 I'm like, come on, man, this is painful, man. No, I mean, that's what I guess, man. Um, uh, but I, and I thought, like, the distance as well, you know what I mean? I was just like, I kind of, I was just wanting an event, mate. It's like, it's the first thing I'd done since dinning. Aye. And you still, well, you're saying you're recovering, you went for a run rather than a race, but you still, um, you finished 23rd out of 224. Aye. aye. That's, what that's, that's what it says. <laughs> that's what it says. So you yeah. must have been happy with that, though. Uh, I was just happy to get around the distance. What was it? Sorry, what what were you like after it? Like fatigue, it? fatigue wise, leg wise. I, I was all right, man. I was all right. I was cool. Um, and that was really what it was. That was the acid test for me. You know, the, the risk was always like I might just end up back. Mm-hmm. You know, on the table here. Do you know what I mean? Like, really dealing with something but uh and especially on that route for anyone that's run it there's for a trail race there's not a lot of trail right um mm. uh, <laughs> you know and and it's uh i know people go back to that event year after year after year but i don't think it's one that i'll be going back to um personally it's just not really my my kind of vibe um so glad i've done it actually in that uh, like framing it the way that I did, you know, just mm-hmm. taking it as a run, you know. Maybe it was at the right place at the right time for Absolutely. you. you know? Yeah. I'm also intrigued though because that's November 2021. Aye. 
you must have submitted your application for the West Highland Way in November 2021. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. So That's did right. you know did you know by that time? But then were they doing it earlier? Was it at the end of November you found out? It was the end of November you found out. Right. So, so you so you never knew at that time? No. So I'm trying to remember if my heart was in the ring or no. When I ran that, I already had it in mind that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, I needed to know if I was broken or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because otherwise, I need to just write off possibly the next six months for proper recovery and rehab. So, yeah. So, off the back of that, that, so the importance of that event um, for like, what was going to happen thereafter, you know what I mean, was that I had to come out the other side of that, just knowing that I wasn't done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because the West Highland Way, as we know, gets run towards the middle, tail end of June, mm. but you need to train for a considerable amount of time to be ready to aye. run that distance. Aye, aye. That's a wee bit different, right? Do you know what I mean? Aye. Mm-hmm. No, no, the thing is, because I had the confidence that I could do the distance, because I'd just done exposure, which is 101 miles, right? Yeah, exactly, ha- yeah. However, that was on a route of my choosing, so it was a deliberate flat route, so this is different, right? But I'm like, ah, sorry, a bit of training on the right, kind of, but a specificity, you know, then, mm. you know, I'd see myself all right. So, you know, for me, looking at that race as a prospect, it was just a case of what time do I think I can do it in? Not a can you do it, right? You know? Um, so, so yeah. Um, I had a decent rebuild, if I'm honest, coming out the back of, uh, you know, the Glen Ogle race and like, I know bad kind of like winter because that allowed me to dial it back after that because doing a, ra- a race that late on in the year allowed me to kind of enjoy my Christmas and New Year a bit and then, you know, hit it in January um, and I got a good couple of training blocks in and then I signed up for the Ultra X 50k, which is up at Inverness. Say more about that, you know, I've never really heard of that. Well, I'd never heard it either and I actually signed up for it the afternoon that they were closing registration. <laughs> I was like, I think I had like, I think it was a lunch break and work and that and I just happened to be like, oh what's that? I fuck it, I'll take my I'll do that. Um and uh, it's on the east side of Loch Ness. There's a trail that runs from uh, the southern end of the loch up to the top end. Um I can't mind. Is it point to point? Hi. Uh-huh. Right, it's, okay. not, it's not a loop, it's a point to point. There's a, it's actually a two-day event um, in the 50Ks, the, the day two. There's like a, a bigger event that goes on around about it. I can't remember the total distance now. Uh, I want to say like maybe 125k, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get the, it's a multi-stage event for the full hang and then a single day for the 50k dudes. Uh so on day two, you see everyone that's out there that's been running the day before. And that. It's a good one. It's a really well organised event. This Ultra X squad, I've looked into them a wee bit more now. They do all sorts, man. They're massive, massive. Very much in the, I don't know if it's the kind of, like, uh, 
ultra trail kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, where it's a you know it's a company kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's a business. Yeah. But uh, you know they've got it's certainly not your low key local event, right? Uh, but well organised, well run. Um, I did question them at the start when I was rocking up with my box full of mandatory gear for a 50k starting at whatever time it was in the morning. I think it was like eight in the morning, and I had to have a head torch. And I'm like, really, mate? I mean, <laughs> do you think I need a head torch? Uh, it's on the mandatory kit. I was like, all right, no worries. Gave him a wee wink, and he was just like. No, you need it. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, so I, I, um, uh, but I, I, that was good. Um, that was also a one of those run not race type scenarios. Um, and I had, it was a beautiful day, a great wee route. Um, and uh, and I felt because the biggest thing for me John was that after the back of the, the injury that I had downhill was becoming a real problem that was right. when that was when I was feeling it I was comfortable going uphill but going downhill it was sore because like you do that kind of breaking yeah. and that uh, so I was kind of testing out a bit of my downhill uh, running during that race which if anyone who raced it with me will be absolutely like, acutely aware of because anytime there was a downhill I was basically making airplane noises with my arms out there was a guy who commented I don't know he was some other guy and I kept past him in the downhill he was like you keep you keep bloody rinsing me in all these downhills mate and I was like yeah uh, that was funny um, <laughs> uh, but yeah no I, I had fun there that was good um, now this is a this is a month before the West Island Bay aye so how uh, go, going into this? What what's your mindset here then? Is this testing this, how you are? And I, yeah, this is basically the final training run, really the final long training run before it, it was discussed. And all with John, he was he was he was concerned that it might be too close to the West Island Way, um, but I was I was of the opinion that I wanted to do something with meaning. Like I could have been out and done that distance in a training run, right? Mm-hmm. But I was, I was like, well, let's just stick a bib on, though, you know, um, and see how we go. Uh, so, so it's, that was, I, and that's probably just to give myself a bit of confidence in it. I was still nervous, still very mm-hmm. nervous about, you know, what might happen and how the, how my body might react, and um. And I felt I felt good. I felt good during it. I felt good immediately afterwards. Um, but there was still, you know, there's still a, a number of weeks between that and the race itself, uh, like the West Island Way race, right, which is really where my focus is. Um, and what I found was that during that training block and actually reducing the intensity, people will find this as well. If you, see when you go into taper. All sorts of stuff starts to Why? flare up, right? Do you know what I mean? That's when it presents aye. itself, isn't it? Aye, 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 exactly. I mean, marathon runners call it maranoia, I think, right? Don't they? Yeah. Um, uh, and that's what happened. Um, but I was, I was actually feeling genuine discomfort then during all my easy runs, things like that. I don't know what was going on, but when the intensity reduced. Uh, 
the the discomfort increased, you know. Um, and from what my initial expectations were of myself for my West Highland Way race that year, um, uh, I just readjusted them. Mm-hmm. I readjusted them. Going into the West Highland Way race, was uh, it a race or a run? It was a race, and then it turned into a run. Right. Did it turn into a run on the day? No. So, I, decided, I made that decision maybe a week out of the a week out from the event. Okay. Um so I had the, I had and really racing against myself, not really for like a because I don't think anyone, you know, with there's a few people right who will, but I don't think certainly for me I could never go into that thinking, I'm gonna win this, right? You just like go like that, let's just go and then see what happens on the day. Because there's a lot of people out there who you would have certainly look at the last West Highland Way race. There's people you would have thought might have done better than they did, but you just don't know what kind of day you're going to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd be a fool to predict the outcome of like what is effectively a hundred mile race, right? Yeah. Uh, what a shit can happen, man. A lot of shit can happen, man. Oh, you're yeah. absolutely right. And so, so that was kind of so my mindset going into it was really just to run it as comfortably as I could to manage my own. Um, effort levels just to make sure I don't make it and flare up. Um the most basic of plans, right? Run it comfortable until you get to Kindler Leaving. Once you do the climb out of Kindler Leaving, see if you're feeling good, empty the fucking tank. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. That was it, John. Yeah. In a nutshell. Um and uh, it's funny Paul Paul Giblin and James Stewart spoke to me about that race uh, during one of the, uh, a conversation I had with them in the Pylon Ultrapod. Uh, and there's a soundbite in the introduction, <laughs> which I need to make it into a ringtone or something. And Paul described it as one of the most well-executed 100-mile races he's ever seen. And I'm like, oh, hold on a minute, pal. <laughs> I'm so glad that's recorded. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, ah, really? Aye. And he's like, ah, you know, uh, and, and it is to date, I think, one of my favourite experiences I've had. Brilliant. In a race, I Why? Say why? Um, start to finish, mate, I ran with unbridled joy. You know, it was just... So you're- so you're a winner right away, man. Aye, man. That. Yeah. Aye, aye. Brilliant. So I, I just, I just loved every minute, man. Do you know what I mean? Like I had a wee dark moment going across Rannoch Moor, because I, I despise that section of the West Highland Way. Um, but beyond, other than that, you know, it's brilliant, man. What a day out. What a mm. day out. Loved it. Now you you mentioned get to Kinloch leaving and then empty the tank. There's a whole mm. lot. Happens before you get to Kinloch leaving. Were you feeling ah. strong all the way? Were you still eating the brownies? Aye. Or what's Aye. happening? Nah, now? nah, the brownies are in the bin now, not me, that's <laughs> like, uh, I had uh, there's there's a there's a wee place in Dumbarton, uh Miller and Miller and Cook, it's called, right? There's a, a boy Jamie Miller. Um he runs this local cafe, but he does these absolutely banging burritos. And I got mm. Jamie to knock me up a couple of burritos. And then I cut them in half and I had 
So I was feeling on burritos, man. And I wasn't even, it wasn't even like, they didn't tweet it. He's like, do you want me to tweet a recipe? I told them what I was wanting them for. No, mate. Beef burritos, hot sauce. Get is, is this on the back of that Bonnie Run book? No. Just. <laughs> eh, I know, I, I, do you know, that's a real bad callback, mate. I know, that's, I, but it was just like, I eat real food. Eat real mm. food for as long as you can. That that was basically, that was kind of my feeling strategy. Eat real food for as long as you can. And then if you need to switch over to. Was the what, weather like that day? Really on and off? It was meant to be great. And then by the time you got past Tindrum, it was honking. Aye, blowing a hooli. Blowing a hooli in rain. Well, well, actually, I think I was fine until maybe Bridge of Orkey. It was coming up on a Jelly Baby Hill. It was like, I was just, they had already said it was going to be full body cover. The Glencoe. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, but, I think I didn't need it until, or, or they were checking and they were making sure. I was out, out, out of Glencoe Ski Centre. I, you're right, John. I uh, full body cover because uh, I didn't have a. I'd never planned on having a support runner because mm-hmm. my first plan, my initial plan, was that I'd be ahead of the time for the requirement of a support runner. But then obviously I changed my plan. Right, you know, the week before the race. So I just went, well, fuck it, I'll stick with I don't want a support runner. And one of my mates that was going to come and run with me if he couldn't leave it to the finish, um, he didn't have he, he didn't have any firm weather gear with him. He didn't have a jacket or anything. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, look, nah, mate, this is daft. Um, I, in, in fact, in fact, I'd left my waterproof trousers as well. They had to buy me waterproof trousers for the Green Welly <laughs> in Tindrum. Because uh, I like, I telling everyone to wear full body cover like after Bridge of Orkey, and like so my crew went and got me like a, a pair of waterproof trousers. Um, <laughs> all your hi- all your hiking supplies. Jeez, oh man, hi, lifesaver, hi. In fact, I think it was maybe even Brody's shot, but either, either way, hi. But I didn't use them, and we returned them the next day, so that was quality. Uh, <laughs> you can take the man out of Dumbarton. Aye, aye, John, they're still good, man. I mean, they went for full price on vintage, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, uh-huh. but you're talking like West Highland Bay, sorry, I meant to uh-huh. um, pick up your time, 20.55, sub-21 hours. Aye. Was Aye. that was that in your head before you, did you have a time in your head? Uh, I had a time in my head before I'd rejigged what my goal was, right? So, mm-hmm. I very quickly went from, I was thinking somewhere, anywhere between Initially, I thought anywhere between 17 and 19 is what I had in my head, right? Before yeah. I went out, before I went, oh, I've not got that fucking in me, right? I then just went to, do you know what? Take it easy on yourself, sub 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, I am absolutely capable of that. Mm-hmm. No pressure on myself at all. Just go out and have fun and enjoy your day. Then, obviously, you know yourself, John. I mean, look at that, 2055. Yeah. You know when it's creeping towards the hour, Aye. all of a sudden it becomes, I need to get under 21 hours. I need to get under 21 hours. So and even, so, even that last four miles coming down, Aye. you know, for that, when you sort of start the downhill, Aye, switch squeak, back. Squeaky bum time, mate, because I know that I've been struggling with downhill stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm like, this could blitter me here, but... I just off I went, man. 
Off I went. Off I went. Aye. When did you know? When did you know? When did you know you nailed the sub twenty one? Uh, not really until I passed the leisure centre where the old finish was. Yeah, I know who you are, aye. Because even at that point, I was like, wasn't that sure? You know what the layout was for, you yeah. know, getting round to the the visitor centre or whatever it is now that there is there is that. Um, Aye. The so, Nevis yeah. Centre, isn't it? The Nevis Centre, Nevis Centre. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I Nevis Centre, that's right. Aye. Aye, so it wasn't really until I was there, but I thought, right, aye, no, I know I can do it now. Um, mm. Aye, it was good, man. What a feeling. The, a feeling. Um, I met you in person the next day for the first time at the presentation right, ceremony. Right, I were, remember it well. You broke my hand when you shook my hand because you were still buzzing, man. Still aye. buzzing, it was brilliant. Aye. Aye. Um, now, just a wee digression, right? Uh-huh. This is, we're recording this on the 23rd of November, so folk have still got a week mm-hmm. to put their application in mm-hmm. for the West Highland Way race next year. What would you say, AMD, that's swithering? Do it. Just do Brilliant. it. Just do it, man. Like, if you, if you are at all capable of running an ultra distance, then you are capable of completing the West Highland Way race. It's a brilliant event. It really is. And see, you know yourself, you've been there, John, you've been there. And even if you're the last person over the line, you're coming into that Nevis Centre and the place is rammed Mm -hmm. full of people and you will get a hero's welcome, regardless of what place you come. And... One of my favourite things about the prize given, which I would say to anyone, I mean, like, like, like the 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 place, the uh, having the opportunity to run through the places you run through, to run through Glasgow to Fort William. Do you know what I mean? It's just like what? No, uh, no, that's crazy. You eh? know, I, I madness, <laughs> right? You know, people go, ah, what? I'm driving to, to Fort William. No, I mean, like, you know, never mind running there, but then. But that aside, right, okay, because we could I could wax lyrical about Glencoe and about the Lockside and um and all all the beauty that comes with running through the, the Highlands of Scotland and the drama, the weather and like the changeability and the unpredictable nature of things like from on any race of that distance, never mind one that's in Scotland, right? But I think when you're there at the presentation and they've got the winner presenting the first goblet to the final finisher. Yeah. For me, that sets the tone for what that event's all about. Yeah, definitely. It's that inclusivity, isn't it? Um, aye. aye, totally. I've got goosebumps and hair standing up the back of my neck. Think about it, man. I also remember that day too. There was a fair scalp of pylon athletes gathering under the arts for a photograph. Aye, aye, aye. It's one of the days, man. Aye, it's like weird. I mean, like, no weird, but great. It was like, uh, I was fairly represented on that race that year, which was, that was nice, man. It had a wee mm-hmm. community feel, like, beyond the community feel of the West Highland Way race. Yeah. Um, certainly from that perspective. And, and that, again, I think I said earlier on about, um, Finishing the 24-hour exposure, I said about your 
or no, it was your um, thing coming out of the pandemic when you mm. did that, your loops yourself, your 12-hour thing, that sense of mm. achievement. There's a massive sense of achievement with the West Highland Varies, isn't there? Aye, aye, mm. aye, aye. Do you know, and, and that was also one of the things where, because I'd like, I'd peaked when there was no races, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And honestly, even now, like, it's still, I... I'm not back to where I was before uh, the Pion exposure event. I'm still not back mm. there. Um, okay. Uh, but completion of the West Highland Way race, I kind of felt uh, almost like a certified ultra runner then at that point, right? Ah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's the first official race of that. Does it like... Even though I'd done the the exposure stuff and that as well, it's like it's weird because I was like, ah, it doesn't count. I've like written it off, right? Do you know what I mean? I do this. It's like I've done this before, like when I've spoke about that, and uh, other people have reminded me. You know, did you not do that thing? I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, but that was, you know, I didn't care. But you know, what I mean, that's no race, and that. Like, ah, can you run another man miles, mate? Um, aye, uh, so aye, 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 you know, despite, you know, I've. There's a period of time between me getting injured and then the completion of the West Island Wear where my mindset shifted. And I think the mindset of a lot of people was shifted over that whole lockdown period as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Things that matter, I think, change. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was, you know, before that, I was talking about taking souls and ripping people's heads off on the trails, right? Do you know what I mean? And then like, by the time it got back to it, I was just pleased to be alongside other people and just like high-fiving and being around other like-minded folk, you know, just aye. running for the sheer joy. Yet. Perspective, yeah. man. Perspective. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. And then you rounded off twenty twenty two another wee donder, didn't you? Aye, mate. Aye, I had a bit of greed in me. Do you know what I mean? I said, racing was back, you know. And <laughs> aye. Uh, so I had a wee wander up Davaway, um, which is one of Kyle Gregg's races. Uh, yeah. He's he's put on like a series of races up by his way. Um, and uh, I, I was like, <laughs> you know, effectively spent a fair chunk of time training for a West, the West End Way race, which is not to be this, it's a long, long and slow, right? Okay, mm-hmm. it's kind mm-hmm. of the mindset, right? Okay, and then going to do the Dava Way, which is short and flat, you know, and you know, to to put them next to each other, right? Dava Way's not got a lot of elevation, mate. Mm-hmm. And it's basically an entry level ultra for fast marathon runners. That's yeah, what I would. Yeah, get yeah. that, man. Yeah. I'm on the bus to the start line, and there's these guys, triathletes, talking about how they're, oh, yeah, I did my last marathon in two hours, fucking whatever, right? 240 and all that. I'm like, Jesus, man. So these are the guys I'm racing against today, right? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> honestly, I was feeling good getting into that. And I thought I might do a bit, you know? And then when I was on the bus and I was like, oh, jeez, oh, man. Okay. Let's just see how we go. Let's hope these guys are all whitey and by the side of the trail, you know what I mean, about halfway up it. Uh, you know, by the clip. You see, that, that was me. I'd already, like, you know, feel like, I just want to be amongst people by it. Come November, I'm like, right, let's do it. Aye. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> Levels and spots, right? Um, so... So I, I had a really good day that day, mate. Um, 
uh, a good solid consistent run, man. I loved it, man. Uh, uh, ended up, uh, I spent a fair bit of time uh, on the trail with Dave Andrews, um, uh -huh. who uh, top bloke, man. He's the, I think he represented Northern Ireland. Um, uh, he's running he's running the ACP for them, wasn't he? So, aye, aye, aye. Great aye. guy. Great, great guy. guy, man. Top guy. Aye, really funny. Uh aye, he's my people, man. I mean, really nice guy. Um uh, I seem to remember he had a couple of shites on that race. Uh <laughs> and took a rang turn at one point. I know. Uh, but I it was it was good man. We spent we shared a fair bit of trail time. Um and uh to be fair, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have done as well on that day. Um, Dave's that kind of guy, though. Dave's that kind of guy that will egg you along, pull you along. Aye. He's got the crack. He's aye. just, aye. he's a good aye. guy. Aye, yeah. aye, aye, he is. Aye. He's one of them, aye. Um, and, uh, and, and I didn't know, you know, and it's funny, right, because I'd set this kind of norm then for, like, that was me then. I was bike racing, right, that day. And I'd set mm -hmm. this kind of normal rest expectation of where I would finish in a race now. And I'm like, outside the top 10s, know that I don't want to be outside the top 10, right? I'd set this thing, I don't know why, this arbitrary figure, right? And I remember coming in to speak to the guy who'd done the time, and I was like, what place did I come in, mate? I was like, I was a top 10. He's like, ah, 11th. I was like, ah, for fuck's sake. I was like, what about? Matt, what about uh, what about the over forties? Did I even get into that? You know, I mean, I'm like, at least he's an old guy position, right? You know, and uh, and he actually said I was fourth, but like in the over forties, but it says here third on the. I don't think that's right, or he's wrong either way. Oh well, well the records, it, man. The records will show. I know, I, I. But again, that doesn't count, man. I mean, otherwise, you know, I. I'm like, you race against everyone, you don't race against the over 40s, right? You know what I mean? Uh, aye. Um, Still not a bad finish, but, man. Aye. I was clamouring for something, right? I was like, come on, give something, mate. You know what I mean? But, uh, but, uh, but uh, look, I'll joke that, you know, that was just me just being like, ah, come on, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I was pleased, mate. I was really pleased that I side of that. Um, and, uh, and I really felt like that would springboard me into uh, 2023. Because uh, that was the end of 2022. Um, I ran the Glen Tress Marathon okay. at, the turn, at the turn of the year after that, which, by the way, is honking. It is disgusting. It's two <laughs> loops of the half marathon circuit, and uh, I think there's a fair chunk of elevation in there. Um, but it is, and I'm probably going to pretty much quote Dave Shaw. Right, because he's done it and all, and I agree with him. It is mile for mile one of the toughest races. Like you get more bang for your buck out of that race. Um, I just it's a real, it's a real shift. Uh, I can't even mind how I got on with that, but uh, aye. Uh, well, that, that does they show on that list, so I can't help you with that, man. No, 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 no. It does. Uh, I think I did alright. I think I top. I think I was tenth, maybe. Aye, so I was. Well, that's not bad. So I, and then and then 
We spoke about elevation quite a bit. Uh, one of your one of your big races in twenty twenty three. Cataran Trail. Cataran, mate. Oh, what? Just when you think everything was going well. <laughs> mentioned the Cataran, right? <laughs> so welcome to what was what is wow, my worst day with a bib on. Um, I heard you speaking about it on Aye. the Pylon Aye. podcast, but for the Young Hearts Run Free people, <sighs> right. speak this about your Cataran, man. Fucking PTSD, mate. Right. Um, so, so lessons learned from Cataran, right? I, I don't think I went into the Cataran with the level of respect I should have had for the race. Okay. That's where I'm in reflection now, right? Uh, there's a lot of things I think I've said to other people, I think, and they may say of like the other side of it, um, which are probably oh, definitely down to my uh, normal, uh, the normal levels of detail I might put into preparation. I don't think we're quite there with the Cataran. Um, what was different though? What was different? Uh, I think I was just a bit flippant about it, mate, to be honest. I thought, okay, it's only 55 mile. Um, mm. Right? You know, that's wow, right? What? I mean, <laughs> bonkers, right? You know, talk about like, uh, your frame shifting, feeling like, you know, running like Paisley 10k like, a couple of years before, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I it's only 55 mile, right? Um, and I just thought I would, honestly, I just thought I would turn up and it'd be fine. Um, and I went up, I think, a couple of weeks before a recce. I thought, well, if I'm going to recce any bit of it, right, the bit I want to recce is the final section. So I did an out and back. I ran from the finish back the way um, to, like, I think the penultimate checkpoint area and then just did an out and back so that then I could get that final run in. I don't know if you've done the Cataran as a route or how aware you are of it. but there's I've a big, not done it, no. There's a big bastard hill to finish. Um, At the end, I Aye. <laughs> so, uh, which I'm pretty sure like, there's an incline. The incline starts probably about four mile out for the end. And, and then there's like a mile and a half downhill finish mm-hmm. um, so there's a fair chunk of up before you get to the end right so I was like well I want to simulate that so I wanted after a full training week I went out and did my long run and I wanted to do the final section on tired legs because I'm like if there's any bit where I'm going to be on my own and I don't want to go wrong with my navigation it's going to be that end bit right this is a mm-hmm. process that I apply to any route recce that I'm going to do because Everyone's there at the start, right? So if you're not sure about a certain way to go, then at least you'll have people around you, right? Yeah. Unless, unless of course, you're leading the charge for the front, and you're the tip of the spear, which I did not intend to be, right? No, on that day, no way it being, because that day was the Ultra Trail Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was going to be a lot of fast guys there. There was no way I was going to be keeping up with them, right? Um, so, so I did that as my recce, and then my plan was, let the fast guys go off because I'm nobody. I'm not going to challenge for a top spot here, right at all. Um, 
and I'll sit in this. I, I can I invariably find myself in the, the pack behind the lead pack. That's kind of yeah. where I end up sitting, right? And then if the wheels fall off or some guys up in front of me, then good, you know. Um, that's a shame they've had a bad day out, but, you know, like, there's another number off, like, my finish position, you know. Uh, so, so I was going all right, I think, at the start, but it was a real low-hanging fog. And I found that I was at the lead of the wee group that I was in, and everyone else was following me. <laughs> and I think I added on about an extra half mile at the start. It's, it's all these mad twists and turns through through fields, man. It's like there's a lot of relying on, I think, uh, people knowing the Cataran way mm-hmm. on that race. Um, uh, these are these are my indi- individual views on on the Cataran Trail race, right? You know, uh, so it was a struggle for me the early navigation because you were just it's just felt like you were winding in and out of random bits of field with no definitive markers. So if I had the recce that properly, I would have known exactly where I was going, right? So that's on me, right? Mm-hmm. But Okay, then there's a fair chunk of tarmac on this race as well, more so than I expected. That was a little bit leg sapping for me. It's weird and all because it's like I noticed there was a guy wearing road shoes. I was like, eh, what's going on here? Maybe I've got a rang foot gear, but I was like, ah, he's going to be slipping about like a clown. Uh, no, I think the guy in question came third. Um, I think, I'm not sure it was, uh, I'm pretty sure he did, but uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't clued up with the route. Um, I took a couple of wrong turns. Uh, I remember wandering across a field and asking some walkers where the bloody trail was. I was stood still at one point, just exasperated, just like, let's get on here. I had to cut down through some woods and all that to find my way back onto the trail. I'd lost so much time. I'd battered myself into the ground, I think, running up a hill to kind of catch up with the group that I was with previously, forgetting to eat, forgetting to take on salt caps like I would do normally. Then I tried to overcompensate for the food and the salt caps that I hadn't been taking. I was still doing all right like, in my wee heat position-wise come mile 30, but it was really humid, getting warmer. It was one of the weird, it was that weird time of year where we get, uh, it had been cold up to that point, and then we had a week where it was roasting. I think, mm-hmm. it, was like, I think it was like mid-20s that day. Um, I ended up dry heaving, I whited three times, Cramping, I was just walking. I was, I was done, man. I was done for the first time ever, and I've never even done it in a training run. I was like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> I messaged John. I messaged John, like I popped my phone out during the race. What is that all about, right? So mm. that's what the space I was in. What mile? What mile is this at? I maybe just about thirty miles in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, I tease it. 
time to go in, my man. No, I mean, because it was like, I was coming through like this woodland bit and there, there was nothing was marked up. I didn't, it'd been ages since I'd seen a trail marker. There was nobody around about me. I was in this pocket in between people. Uh, I, I felt lost. No energy. Just, I think I was, and I was at the point, because it's a loop course, I think I was at, I just felt like I was at the opposite corner of the course as well, so I just felt miles away from anywhere, and in a in a real bad place. Um, so I think I'd message John uh, something to the effect that I I'm not having a great day, big man. Uh, I do believe I I took a selfie of me throwing somebody a middle digit as well. Um, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I, it was just, it was horrible, man. And then, like, um, Bob Allison, right? Uh, who's like, he was there at the race. Uh, I don't know if he was helping out or he was, but he was or doing a bit of kind of trail tourism or whatever. I knew he was there and I had Bob's number and I messaged Bob to be like, ah, mate, can you come and pick me up? At the, at the penultimate kind of checkpoint, I'm like, can you call and pick me up? He's like, oh, that's a shame, mate, you're done, but if you're done, you're done, that's fine, and that. don't be too hard on yourself, blah, blah, blah. But I'm up a hill, mate, near the end. Like, so I knew by the time he got down this hill to come and get me and come drive all the way around, I'd be quicker actually just walking it in. Right. And I couldn't be bored sitting Marston like a wee sad sack, you know, waiting for somebody <laughs> to come and pick me up. So, like on paper, it looks as if I ground it out, but no, it's because I phoned a guy for a lift and he couldn't, you know, and I was quicker <laughs> just getting back. So I, know, I had a chat, you know what I mean? And uh, that would that would have been, it's it's kind of my first DNF without DNF in right, do you know what I mean? Um, it's the first thing I've ever felt like that. Um, but but it's weird, right? Because. I kind of, when I passed the final kind of checkpoint, I had noticed that there actually wasn't many, that many people had been passing me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like a, few, a few people had, right? But I thought, why isn't there like hundreds of people passing me, right? Because I don't know how many people were running that day, but it, it was a couple of hundred, I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, well, there's no hundred people passed me. Maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> I'd convince myself because I'd started feeling a bit better then. I'd spewed a couple of times. I'd start. I had, uh, I had a, a can of coke. I think at one of the checkpoints, and I was like, right. And I hooked up with some other boy who was having a tough day, and me and him were just egging each other on. Um, and we're, we're hiking up this last hill. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to have this boy in the downhill. <laughs> <laughs> it, had now, it had now turned into this is my race just me and this guy who's having a shit time out, by the way as well but he didn't know it I'm like ah, you're doing alright mate here if you need to slow down slow down you look tired you know what I mean do you want a seat uh, and, uh, and and there was Bob Bob met me like halfway down the final descent and I was just like going as fast as I could which wasn't that fast um, and uh and I was just, I was hurting, man. Like, but across the line, I was just happy for it to be done, mate. Mm-hmm. It, it's the, 
it's one of the biggest senses of relief I think I've had, like just because I'm just glad that's over. Didn't enjoy it at all. However, mm-hmm. lessons learned for that day. Uh, do your homework, man. Do your homework. Mm. Like really, it can't be understated. Like, and if you don't, then if you don't do your homework, then maybe just change your expectations, right? You know. Yeah, because you've been talking about some of the things you've spoke about is about quite. Um, you used the word earlier on specificity and yes. prepar- and preparation, and you've. Right. From what you've spoke about, you've done that. Aye. Do you feel you failed to do that for the <gasps> Cataran? Yeah. Aye, absolutely. Aye. And that's the thing, it's like, it just goes to show, it's like, I mean, I've got demonstrable, like, experience and evidence I can quantify that I put this into practice in a number yeah, of yeah. cases that I've done before that, right? 100%. Right? No doubt. For whatever reason, I just, you know, Disengaged my brain for that one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, aye. and, still, and, still and I know, man. 11, what was that? 1102, 26th aye. place. Aye. You know? Aye. And aye. you beat that boy in the downhill at the end. So. <laughs> aye, I know. Nice guy, though, man. Really nice guy. Um, aye. Um, but he didn't beat me, so. Uh, aye. Let's give him a wee shout out. Greg Conway. Aye, Craig. Was the dude. Man. So, Great con me, hi. Yeah. Uh, nice um, now, I'm I'm not going to go in and speak about the Barclay Fall Classic because people can go back to Season 9, Episode 4 and find yes. out all about that. Yes. But what, I, what I'm interested to know about is post-Barclay Falls Classic, how have you recovered physically, mentally? How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. I mean, or at least I was. I mean, um, I deliberately kept my calendar clear after Bartley because it's such an unknown quantity, like, which I think I mentioned. Um, and I kind of wish I'd had something in place. I've been looking at maybe doing stuff, but uh, I've I've actually been like, I don't know, man, I think I've got this, I've not been, everyone's been catching viruses or colds or something like that. Mm-hmm. not been feeling great, mate. You know I mean, to be honest. Um, so, my training's taking a bit of a dunt. Um, uh, kind of like, not really getting some any momentum behind me at the moment since Barclay. That's where I'm feeling. Um, so, uh, just because I've had a wee bug here and there, and that, you know. So, I'm kind of keen to get something in place for uh, for the early next year. Um, so, I'm, I was toying with the idea of maybe the Anglo Celtic plate. Rocking up, uh, rocking up. Birth, man. I mean, I, 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 I think I've, I've maybe walked, I've maybe stepped back for that now. You know what I mean? Uh, only, I think, to give myself a representation, I would have had to have had a solid training block that last training block, and it just wasn't there. So, I'd like to go into something like that with a bit more behind me. You know, because um, it's going to be April, you know, March. March, end of March, sorry, uh, you're right, 24th uh, of March, yeah, so four months. So, nah, 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 I know, it's like, I don't know, I just don't think, for me certainly anyway, uh, I don't know if I'd do myself, uh, show myself uh, in my best possible light, 
I'll get Dave Andrews to text you. He'll send you a message. I <laughs> <laughs> so oh. they can carry me like, you know, Luke Skywalker and Yoda. I always have Yoda but, in that scenario. Well, on that then, mm. if that's going to be too soon. That's not too soon, just the wrong event. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. Mm. Anything in the calendar for next year so far? The only thing I've got is the Bartley Fall Classic 2024. The return. The return. Aye. Okay. Uh, and I'm taking my wee mate with me. We Mr. Conley's gone ah, back is he as well, is he? Ah, and so. so when does his preparation start for that now? Is that in your head now? It's in my head, but no. I've got time for that. I know that I've got I I know what to expect now. For mm-hmm. that. Right. So that's brilliant. Um You've had the foot on the route, literally now, haven't you? So on the route, aye, absolutely. So, and I know what I need to do for that now. Um, so I'll approach that differently. I think this time round, I don't have as much trepidation or like unknown quantities to deal with. So I know exactly what I'm putting myself, what I'm putting in front of myself now. Um, so that'll be really my summer will be dominated by preparation for that. Um, okay. So that leaves a pretty big chunk of time right mm-hmm. um, so there's a couple of things happening you know I mean the fling's back right yeah um, uh, you know I was kind of I was toying with doing that and then like, I was like mm, you know what else is on but there's like I don't like to do races more than once right mm-hmm. now and I know in this conversation it certainly came up that I've done Jebra more than once, right? But that was like my first time round. That was me, you know, pop my cherry. And I'm going back to Bartley. But other than that, I've never done the same race twice. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, I just want new experiences, mate. I'm greedy, man. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm uh-huh. like, well, I'll about to see what the next one's like, you know what I mean? But, um, so I'm kind of looking for stuff I've not done before. Um, uh, so the, the, I've got a couple of ideas in mind, uh, nothing solid yet. Um, it's kind of still in discussions. It's, re- it's really a timing thing. I kind of want to space things out enough to give myself yeah. enough time to build into it and then recover before the next thing and then work towards uh, Barclay at the end of the summer. And I know you, not all you, but a lot of you Dumbarton guys and pylon guys and gals like a wee adventure. doesn't hate to be a race, does it? Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, um, I, I bought a book uh, during lockdown, um, the, the classic rounds, right? You oh. Know? <laughs> you know, and that's, like, that's not going to happen next year, certainly, but it's like that's something that I think I'd like to, there's elements of that or the working towards that that really appeal to me, you know, like... Uh, a Tranter's round or a Murdoch round or, mm. you know, or, or something else or just like, you know, as you say, you know, like building your own adventure, right, you know, um, I, I, that kind of thing does appeal to me and certainly when it gets closer to, I think, Bartley Paul Classic, you know what I mean, I might, you know, you might see me doing something then, do you know what I mean, some self-generated yeah. thing, you know what I mean. I think it was Graham actually that first really sold that idea to me about the adventures. You know, so and he's been he's been on a few himself since. Aye, so, aye, aye, aye. Well, you know what? 
whatever happens, man, we wish you wish you well with that. But we're going to need to wrap this up. We could be out <laughs> here all night, man. I'm not about it. You put me in that mix and all, and I'll talk forever to you. But let's um, let's wrap this up. And what we're going to go with is the dialect dictionary. Well, for the few of you in your way, but um, there's always room for something new. So dialect dictionary is about a word for where you, where you came from, where you've been, something that's a bit unusual, anything you like. What is Ali McCall going to put in the dialect dictionary for the Young Hearts Run 3? Oh man, see, you think I'd have been well prepped for this, and I think I've, I've probably come out with a couple of, like during their talk uh, without even realising <laughs> it. I used to love uh, there's there's something that we used to use when I was growing up, right? Okay, uh, me and a mate of mine, we Craig, uh, and we had our own version of but Scottish rhyming slang. You know, you get Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when you're talking about when you're talking about your hands, right? You call them your toys. Totties. Aye. As, As in, in... Totties guns, your horns. <laughs> I never heard that, man. That's brilliant. Uh... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we should say, actually, for folk yes, listening man. outside of Scotland or the west Aye. of Scotland, Totties scone is a potato scone. Aye, exactly. Yeah. So it's even a, it's a slang thing <laughs> for, that you're then other bastardising, do you know what I mean, for yeah. something else, you know what I mean? So, a, a, pot- so, so a potato scone <laughs> is, is a totty scone, and then <laughs> your totty scone's your horns, which is further than reduced to your totties. So, <laughs> I, so there's about three degrees of separation between... Oh, man, this uh, is brilliant. <laughs> We're about two years in. Absolutely fantastic coming out of that. <laughs> Oh, maybe my favourite dialect dictionary entry ever. I love that. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that. Now, that takes us to uh, the musical part of the episode. As you know, we've got the Young Hearts Run Free LaBeouf Buff collection, currently volume six to accompany season nine, because we never started them till later on. Mm-hmm. Um, what song or track would you like to add in to the Young Hearts of the Buff Buff playlist, uh, Ali. Well, do you know, I'm just going to go with something. Oh, man. Can I have two? Can I have two? <laughs> <laughs> There's a song. You know, you know what? We're spoken for two hours. So, yes, you can. Right, 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 yes, right. you can. So, uh, there's a song that's pretty kind of uplifting that for me at the minute, right? Okay, which I've been getting mad into, which. Uh, it's a song by the Teskey Brothers uh-huh. called Hold Me. Hold Me. Right? The live version of that is the one you want. Um, live. Okay. Aye. Uh, and it's the guy's voice, man. It's just like proper. It's almost like gospel music, but it isn't. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. But what I've spell, spell Teskey for me. The te- uh, T-E-S-K-E-Y. Teskey Brothers. It. Yeah. Okay. Teskey yeah. Brothers, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I've got like a a bit more of a, uh, something you want to listen to when you're doing hill reps, which I've been putting on full bung in the car, which is, I think it's cigarettes and, or liquor and cigarettes, or cigarettes and liquor. It's by Chasing Status. Oh, yeah. I'm getting it in the right, I don't know if I'm getting it the right way or the wrong way. 
I will figure that out. Let me just check that and offer what you got. I can check that later, man. That's cool. So, what, but what one of them? We're adding a song on at the end of the episode. What one would you want added on the episode? Desky Brothers. Okay, Definitely. cool. Definitely. We'll go with that, but we'll add both onto the playlist. Listen, man, we said season nine was going to be different. This has been different <laughs> because you've only asked, you've only actually asked only the first question. question. <laughs> I know, I've known that. I know that, mate. I know that. I was like that all the way through, but I did give you fair warning before we started recording that uh, you need to pin me down on stuff, otherwise I'll just go all over the place. You know what I mean? But well, uh, you know what? Nobody's ever answered that first question quite in the fashion that you have and it's been really good because we spoke about your running journey but there's been lots of wee side questions and different things and really been brilliant and for the folk that did message us to say we like to ken there about that ali mccall guy there you go we've delivered man question answered i know there you go i've just changed the entire format of your podcast series (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thanks ali for just uh Messing up that well-laid plan. You got a nice list of like, things that you wanted to ask me. Here's a question set. If you just look over that, and I went sound, mate, and just fucked it in the bin. So I... <laughs> brilliant, but we love that. We love that. And you know what? For anybody who likes a podcast for their long run, this is the one. <laughs> aye, aye. This is the one. Yeah. Listen, man. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Really enjoyed the crack we had. When you, you were on the Graham speaking about your Bartley Fall Classic this year, it'll be wonderful to hear back to see how next year goes now that you've had that um, yeah. foot on the route, that experience, the loads of learning that I'm sure you have taken from from that. But also interesting to see what does transpire between now and is it September, the Bartley Fall Classic? That is high, it's September. Aye. So between now and September, there's a good scalp of time in there to see what's going to happen. So how are you feeling right now physically? I know you said you had viral sort of stuff going on, but legs and that, you feel I, like? I, I, I need injuries. Uh, you know, it's, I'm actually feeling, uh, I'm starting to feel like I'm coming out the other side, uh, like getting the confidence to push my running again. It's only yeah, yeah. very recently, it's only really getting into Bartley earlier this year that I felt the confidence that I could push myself and my training without mm-hmm. risk injuring myself it's a weird thing man it just hangs about the back of your brain where you're like mm, if i actually go full tilt here am i going to tear myself apart you know what i mean um, yeah so I'm, I'm back there again where now i'm like i'm willing to you know spew at the side of the road uh that's a good place to be man aye, that's a aye, great place to aye. be as long as it's no <laughs> six o'clock on a sunday morning when you went out on saturday night you know what i mean it's all good <laughs> thanks very much Ali thank you for your time man it's been a pleasure like, thanks a lot man uh, it's always always a pleasure man to sit down with you guys uh, no, it's been good thanks a lot You have a
sing along, eh? Let's do this. We might invite the rest of the uh, the rest of the Testy by the crew out on the stage. We're all gonna be able to sing along. Bring them all out. <laughs> Let's go full acoustic on it. 